Live from Sacramento. Live from Sacramento. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. We are live. Happy, happy Tuesday. It's Deuce Mason. It's Morgan Reagan. How are you guys doing on this Tuesday? We got a lot to go over today on the show. We do have a King's Hour coming up at 1 o'clock. Frankie and Chris in studio with us because we are inching closer and closer to the NBA's trade deadline rumors galore. Plus, the Kings are coming off a 20-point victory last night against the Houston Rockets. It's also Super Bowl week, but for some reason, I feel like Super Bowl weeks don't have the same punch anymore, Morgan. Ooh. I just don't. Is it is it us or is it them? No, no, no. I think it's simply there's them. just so much content nowadays. It's content overload, and some people are like, I can only hear so many stories about Patrick Mahomes' ankle uh, and the Eagles uh, taking on their former Whoa. head coach and Andy Reid. I think some people are like, just bring on the game. Now, if you're in Philly, you're in Kansas City, of course you care about this. This yeah. is a big-time deal. But outside of that, I feel like around here, it's like, dude, the Kings are playing good basketball overall this season. They're in the playoff race. They got their 30th win last night, and the trade deadline's coming up in a couple of days. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, we're in an NBA city, right? That's one thing. But two... When you're in an NBA city and your team's actually performing uh, the way that they are performing, how could you not want to talk about them? It doesn't matter if they're beating a Houston Rockets team on a Monday night, baby! Oh, appreciate the YouTube chat popping. Adrian already putting out some vibes. He says a Kings trade will be made between now and 2 p.m. today. What? Really? That's what Adrian says. If Adrian, the YouTube chat at youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 40 says it, it's probably happening. Uh, by the way, if you are in the YouTube chat or if you're driving around, you should go to the YouTube chat, youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 40 where you can watch the show and chat with other fans. And while you're there, make sure to hit the thumbs up button. We're trying to keep the momentum going. Hitting the thumbs up helps this channel grow so everyone can see that there's content from 6 in the morning to 6 p.m. at night on this very channel. Mm -hmm. Uh, Morgan, I think we have to start with last night's Kings win over the Houston Rockets. Win? Yeah, believe it or not, they won. The Kings won. Fire it, fire it. I forgot. I forgot. I, you know... It's a good time. I feel like, you know, it's funny when they fired the laser last night at Golden One Center. It wasn't full blast. It was just kind of dim because it was like, it's a rocket. It's by 20. You gave up 72 points or something in the second half. No, 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 no. A win's a win. And what we we were excited about this win last night. You had your sequin purple jacket. Then you had your glow up furry jacket. Then you bought new purple lights for our at home studio. What do you mean, dude? I liked it. I had fun. I had fun watching the Kings bounce back. Uh, We can go over my favorite things about the win. I think my most favorite thing about last night is what is signified. It didn't matter who the opponent was. It was getting your 30th win of the season, which matches last year's win total. And let's be honest, it's not like the Kings franchise history has been chock full of 30 wins each and every year. In fact, they've only had 40 or more wins as a franchise in Sacramento eight times in 38 years. So, Appreciate the moments where you get a 30th win of the season, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think that's where you're at, right? We were hoping to get that 30th win on Friday against the Indiana Pacers. Where'd that game go? Crap. Then they're like, okay, let's try to get this win against a shorthanded New Orleans Pelicans team. Get that 30th of the season. 
crap. Then you head into Houston, you go, if we don't get things done here, then the season's over and all hell is going to break loose. And instead, the Kings, they got number 30. Deuce, this is a time to celebrate. I don't care if it's against the Houston Rockets. It's something we have not seen in this city year after year at this point in the season. They went 30-52 and last season. Uh, The next win would match the win total from the previous two seasons. In 2021, in the 1920 season, when they were 30, they won 31 games. Oh God! They did win 39 games in the 1819 season. Uh, the last playoff team, by the way, that 0506 Kings team, yeah. won 44 games, and the Kings <laughs> could get there this it, year if it, things go well down the stretch for this team. Uh, yeah. Are you still feeling good about that? Oh, I still feel good overall okay. about it. I'm just saying, like, if we just take a yes, big picture wise, I feel great about where the Kings are at. I'm excited to see what the trade deadline is. Yesterday's win. My favorite part was seeing De'Aaron Fox come back. Mm. And Fox missed a couple games. And, you know, it's tough without the guy. I think some people... I I still don't know if people fully appreciate how much he has grown this season as a player. Thank you. And it's not just, like, numbers. We're obsessed with numbers. Hey, 25 points a game. No, man. It's it's how he's playing. Yep. Right? It's how he's pushing the pace. (laughs) Playing with pace. Getting in the paint. The mid-range. What he's doing defensively. He's talking a lot more. He's jawing at other players. Mm -hmm. He's playing with more of an edge. And last night, although he missed his first three shot attempts, he came out aggressive. Got the Kings some good looks. And I loved how he played. When you look back at the win over the Rockets, you're not going to be like, oh my God, his 16 points uh, were crucial. But like... It's the way he played in that game. He didn't have to play 30 Deuce. minutes. It was, a, it, was a nice, it was nice to have him back. That's it. He played under 30 minutes. He only played 29 minutes in this game. And then you talk about the way that he came out in this one. He had that play in the beginning of the game where he had that chase down strip on Jalen Green, knocked it off his thigh, oh, going back the other way to the Kings. Those little moments like that are huge, but you're exactly Right, you want to add really quick before I go? Yeah, what about in the first quarter? What? Jalen Green's on him. Oh, here we go. Deuce is showing us. What? Almost breaking a light on his third Turn week. around jumper in his face. In his face. Yeah, so offense. And, that, and I oh. showed that on the YouTube stream. You guys probably thought that was De'Aaron Fox actually doing it. He was in studio. That yeah. was actually me it was show, reenacting that moment from last night. It was so quick. We couldn't tell. who. Yeah. Wow, nope. It was Deuce, everybody. Um... But going back to my whole point and your point, too, to being what De'Aaron Fox is this season and really appreciating what he is uh, this season, his sixth season in the NBA. He is so much more than the numbers that he is putting up. He is that leader that everyone has wanted to see over the years with him here. He is that guy that you can depend on in more ways than one vocal leader on the court leader with his game, a little bit of everything deuce. It has been so fun to see where he's taken his game this season. And that's what I think is underappreciated, but I think it's underappreciated because so many people are going, is this real though? Like it's real. It's consistent. It's night in night out. It is real this time. People believe what you see. We also have some breaking all-star news at this hour. What? Namias Keita has been named to the NBA G League Next Up All-Star Game. Come on. Come on. Up. Do it. Do, you, you do thought, it. No? Give us the good. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. It's always a good time. <laughs> that's cool. It's an amazing Kata. He's going to be playing. He's going to be. Um, that's that means he's at All Star Weekend, dude. That's so Portugal stand up. Good for so him. Awesome. Portugal stand up. Mo, I was going to play the light the beam yeah. there, except I mean, you made it a point never do the light the beam unless it's for a win. No, that's, no, that's no. The, the physical beam on top of Golden One Center, people. We can play a song that says, Oh, they're connected. And by oh. the way, I'm sorry for trolling with like the whole, like, hey, we have small store news, and it was the Miascada. But the, Darren, guys, especially after what you saw last night, Fox is getting in the game. I love that we were talking about De'Aaron Fox, and then you yeah, just throw Nimi Kata. But hey, Nimi Kata, that's still really cool for him. But yeah, going back to De'Aaron Fox being an all-star, he'll get in. So it was great to have him back last night. Uh, we also have yes. to talk about Keegan Murray's performance. Keegan was awesome. And you look at what he was doing over the stretch, people are like, oh, has he hit the rookie wall? I was. I heard our buddy James Ham talking about that yesterday afternoon. He was like, yeah, I mean, it's probably the rookie wall. I'm like, hey, get can, out of here. Can the guy have Ham. three bad games? It's okay. It's yeah. okay. How does he respond? And he responded well last night. And the cool thing with Keegan is, in this offense, he's going to get great looks, especially when you got Fox back, right? He's going to get some amazing looks. He knocked him down, but there's more than that. It wasn't just him knocking down threes. Yeah, he had a career-high 30 points. He mm. had a career-high eight three-pointers. He's mm. potentially going to make NBA history with the most threes made by a rookie in a season. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but I, I love the back backdoor cut he had. Fox found a backdoor. <sighs> it was amazing. Then in transition... Got the ball. He didn't go for the soft layup like he would have done a month and a half ago, two months ago. Bam. He went and jammed it home. Yep. What do you think about Keegan's performance? I, I think it's exactly what you're saying. It's We saw a little bit of everything with the way that not only his shot was falling, and we'll break down his technique and what looked a little different about his shot. Oh, will we, shot doctor? I want to. I okay, want to. I didn't know. Lethal- shot doctors in the building, lethal baby. Shooter. <laughs> lethal shooters here, huh? Yep, misses. Lethal shooter. Yeah, right. Um, but what led to him also, in my opinion, having that type of game was the way he was moving without the basketball was the way that he was running his lane in transition. Kevin Herter had to steal, pass it up for him. Like you said, go into the rim with authority. Didn't just lay it up, have someone block him. He had something like that toward the end of the game. That's okay. It's going to happen. You got to learn from those mistakes. But him moving without the basketball led to so many different open looks as well. The dribble handoffs with Sabonis um, helped him out. But the way that he was flaring off a screen, but also just going to his technique, it was the way that he was stepping into a shot. His footwork looked just a lot more under control. It looked like confident. Um, the way that the ball was uh, coming off his release, it looked great. Just everything looked a little bit more confident and sharp last night. Well, yeah, I think it was. Like, I just, you know, I went out there and shot and I was just really excited to be out there. And like, you know, I was just stay confident. Was that Keegan Murray audio? Yeah. It's wow. great to have De'Aaron back. He really is the lead guy for for us and for our team. It's like he got sick all of a sudden. He needed to clear his throat. <laughs> uh, of course, we're going to talk more about this Kings win. We want to hear from you in the YouTube chat. Mm. YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Hit the thumbs up button while you're there. We should be at 100 thumbs up by the time we get back. Also, uh, if you want to hit us up on the phone, 1-800-920-1140-916-339-1140. It's Deuce and Mo. We're back in 60 seconds on Sacktown Sports. It's Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Sacktown Sports.
Vladova with a drive and a kick to Keegan. He spots up. He's going for another triple. He adds to the tally. He's 8 for 12 from downtown. He's got 28 points in this contest. And Keegan, within one of his career scoring high, makes it 132 to 113. Oh, yes. Keegan Murray was absolutely on fire last night, knocking down eight threes. How wild would it be? If Keegan did like some crazy celebration, like I was doing, like a Jamal Murray, what like, would his celebration oh. be? I, I he doesn't have one. I'm no, saying, I know. Show us if you were Keegan Murray and you, even if you're in his mind. Okay, this. Okay, Keegan would not celebrate. He's not his. It's not calibrated for him to celebrate. I think that's a lie. This would be his celebration. So, okay, Keegan Murray, step back three. He's going to do a robot. Keegan Murray is going to do a robot. Like, that's just his his No, no. I thought it would be more of like a, he'd score the three and go, hey. (laughs) Thank you. Wait, so, uh? No, like, really like, hey. Like, you're you're trying to wave your friend down. Hey, I'm over here. I did it. It was was hilarious hearing him post-game with Kyle and Kenny last night because Kyle asked him if he got uh, De'Aaron or Rissé anything because, you know, they just had a baby. Keegan, what do you get a, a new dad? What, what gift did you give Fox and Rissé uh, for having a baby? Uh, you know you're supposed know. to do win, that, right? Win. You got to do that, right? <laughs> got him a win, so. <laughs> Great answer. We got him a win. He did not hesitate. It's like, yeah, I got the baby a win, a W. Genius answer, yeah. by the way. Like, I would not have thought about that so quickly. Keegan, I think, said it not only so confidently, he said it with like, yeah, no, that was literally the gift for the baby. You're welcome for being born. Here's a W. I had to put your dad on my back, little kid. <laughs> That's what he was trash talking. Wow, is that Keegan over there? Huh? So on the season, this yeah. is crazy. Keegan Murray has 128 three-pointers this year. The NBA rookie record for a season is 187. So he would need just over two three-point makes per game. To set the NBA rookie record. And people go, well, it's a different game, blah, blah, blah. No, just what this guy is 6'8 and has shown he can hit the three yep. at an elite level. Yep. And so what's this going to look like a couple of years from now if he keeps working on his game, which he will, be able to put the ball on the floor, get more comfortable? He's already shown the growth in this season. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I think the Kings have a special talent. I really do. And I, I'm not acting like he's perfect right now. He's got ways to still go. But, man, when you see just this, what he did last mm-hmm. night, yeah. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. I think that's why whenever we do talk about situations where there could be some trades for the Sacramento Kings, a lot of times we say everyone's um, – nobody's untouchable with the Sacramento Kings at times. Now you go, okay, Fox and Sabonis, untouchable. You got to start looking at this, putting Keegan in that category. Rookie year, what he's able to accomplish, 6'8", long. Like, he's that modern-day NBA. When you have that skill to shoot the ball like that, that is the number one skill to have as a long, tall, big player in this league. You can't lose Keegan Murray. Um, something else, too, that happened last night. Career-high 30 points for Keegan Murray is the seventh player this season to reach the 30-point mark. He joins Fox, Bonus Barnes, Monk, TD, and Herter. Which has to be one of the more wild stats 
Right. How many times has that happened in NBA history where a team in a season has seven players drop 30 or more in a game? It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, you think about how these players are dropping those 30 points to it's it doesn't feel fluky and weird. It feels like there's enough good basketball to go around for someone else to produce on night in and night out. And I know you throw TD on that list, but and you go, oh, well, there's so many DMPs for him and everything. But at the same time, you look at that special night that he did have against the Brooklyn Nets on TNT, it was so needed. It was so fortunate that he was just on fire and producing the way that he was. We got to get to the want, want, want. Ooh, I love. Message of the day. Of love. course, I, this guy might be in the want, want, want category of the season. What? Scotty says, Buddy has 80 more threes than Keegan this year. Read the room, dude. <laughs> Okay. Okay. What does Buddy have to do with anything right now? And we're going to play a game called How Many More Threes Has Buddy Taken Compared to Keegan? Is it actually a lot? You want to go? Are we serious? It's a lot. So, Buddy Heald has taken 486 three point attempts this season. Okay. Okay. That's a lot. And by the way, he plays. Let me look here. He yeah. plays 32 minutes a night. Okay. And he's taking 486 three-point attempts this season. Okay. That's a lot. Just, yeah. Just for context. Keegan Murray, go to his basketball reference. This is me doing this on the fly. I love so it. stay with me Yeah, here. you're chill. This is good. Keegan Murray has taken 310. That's so, a lot more <laughs> that Buddy has... Taken. 486 versus 310. Mind you, uh, Keegan Murray is shooting 41% from downtown. Mm. That's pretty good. Scotty, what do you got to say to that, bud? So there you go, Scotty. Uh, also, if you want to hit us up, 1-800-19-1140. No, he does not. Let's check in with Ben. What's up, Ben? Do you want to fight right now? You're, you, you have had me on hold, and I am so mad that you absolutely disparaged Herders, uh, de- oh. defensive player chain. Okay, t- a couple things, Ben. Ben, I didn't realize that uh, when you call, you automatically can just pop into the show. I didn't know it was your show, Ben. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're talking yeah, about other things. I forgot about you, Ben. That was that was a little rude. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Mo, I love your idea. I think light the beam should be like the new like let's go, just like. Like the beam. Like, I feel like that could be a new catchphrase. So, I, I'm totally uh, with you on that. And I think that's a genius thing to say. What? We're not moving on from what he just came in oh. hot with. Okay. So acting as if okay. I'm disparaging Kevin Herter's defensive player of the game. No, I just thought Kevin had a few nice defensive plays. Talking about the deflections, he had that one early where knocked the ball away, went back to the Rockets, and he blocked a thing Jabari Smith shot. Really nice sequence. All I'm saying is. A defensive player of the game chain probably shouldn't be awarded when you give up 72 points in the second half and 120 to a Rockets team who is the worst scoring team in the NBA. It's not like a shot at Kevin. Dude, I totally hear you, but a win is a win. So when we win, we have to reward somebody to keep this team going, right? Yes, Yes, Ben, yes. So let me just – let's just – 
let's paint a little scenario for a second. Paint it. Let's say the Kings uh, had an offensive player of the game chain. Yeah. And the Kings score like 82 points, but they win. Oh. Are we awarding uh, that still? Well, they'd probably give it to the player that helped them win. No, no, I, no, okay. God, okay. You, you, uh, my point is we just have to have, stand, we're trying to, def, we're, Mike Brown's trying to change the defensive culture, right? Mm-hmm. And trying to get the buy-in. It's been frustrating to see some of the defensive breakdowns at times this season. We've seen the growth, too, for sure. Uh, I just thought I totally last night, I just thought it was funny. I'm like, dude, they gave up 70-plus points in the second half. I just, the chain, we, we keep that away. Maybe you guys get the chain. I'd even make a point, hey, no defensive player of the game chain. Maybe if you could hold the Rockets under 30 points in every quarter next time we play them, we'll give it back out. Okay, I, I see that. I see that. Even if we win, it's one of those situations where it's like, Guys, we did not do anything good defensively. Ben, no. why are you switching on me? What, what the hell? Mo, d- this is not about you, okay? <laughs> I also want it to be known that I'm, this is not that serious. I'm not doing like some sports radio shtick where I'm like, guys, I just, I'm just disgusted by this. Why? Why is there a chain being rewarded? What kind of message does this send? I mean, I'm joking around. So if any Kings fans are listening going, man, he's just really trying to suck the joy out of this. Okay, they won the game. It's not that serious. We're having fun. Thank you. Yeah, Thank no, you. I, I, I get it. I think it's right. You know what? If, there, if there's a bad game, hey, that's more incentive for these guys to work their butts off to, to get one next game, even if they won. So, uh, yeah, Mo, I still love you. I'm on your side. Thanks, Ben. With the light, the beam. Uh, but I, I love you guys so much. I'll let you go. Get on with your show and uh, keep having a having a great day. All right, thanks, you ben. too, I, thanks, Ben. ben. I, after I wasn't on either side of the fence, but after listening to that, yeah, I think there should be a defensive player of the game after every win. Thank you. It's like it's like the Oscars. Like you have to give it out. Yeah. Even if every movie was garbage, Facts. you still have to give it out I, you and you know, say this was the best of this garbage I, I'm, year. I'm Correct. honestly, I'm done defending this because, again, I'm going to come across like, oh, if you don't like that. And I don't want to come across that way. Okay. Joy just, sucker. <laughs> he's a joy sucker. I just, hey. I just want to. Like, I was just uh, a funny thing. Hey, they give up a lot of points. Maybe you don't give out the chain. I don't want to. I'm not coming across like that. Uh, well, some, uh, some, some would say. That's my rant for today. No, I don't want to no, do that. So Not doing that. Not all doing right, that. We'll talk more about Joy this game sucker. coming up. NBA trades. The rumors are out. LeBron going for a record tonight. We'll talk about it on Sackdown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Did you feel kind of bad for Steven Silas last night? Yes. Yes, I'll, I did. I'll have to look for that audio. I okay. thought I had it. Um, as you look for it, um, I won't talk about what he was saying, but just know <laughs> you could feel his like uh, desperation, sadness. Uh, d- it just seemed defeated with the way that he was talking about his team last night. And I like Steven Silas. And what stinks about this is that he's probably on his way out too. You know, he couldn't, he's trying to get the most that he can out of this very young, young team. But you can only 
get so much out of a young squad if they're not going to give something back? Everyone talks about like, hey, tank, 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 this is what you want. But I think like this is the challenge when you're trying to do that, where it's like, hey, we're trying to build through the draft. Is this experience for Jalen Green good to go through? Is it good for him to play two years of meaningless, just chaotic, losing basketball? Is this good for Jabari Smith? Sure, they're playing every game, Mm -hmm. but is it a good thing that they're going through this? I I just look at that roster, and I was looking up and down last night going, who's the vet on this team? It's Eric Eric Gordon. Gordon. He's beyond frustrated. He doesn't want to be there. They don't have a culture that's really fostering, fostering any real development. Even if they get the number one pick and Victor comes through, are they walking to a good environment? Has Steven Silas set forth a culture that is going to lead to anything? Right. They need a Mike Brown. They need a guy that can come in and set a standard, hold guys accountable, and set a culture. And look how many times the Kings have had to go through people to get to a Mike Brown that really brings that out of young guys and to help develop young guys. Because you look at this uh, Rocket squad and... Some of those young guys that you're talking about, their perception of the NBA is going to be altered going forward now. And especially when they go to other teams, to other organizations, how they might do things, it could be different. But if they are taught and developed the right way under the right leadership, it can. there's still time for it to be fixed for some of their individual uh, development. And I see Ben in the chat saying, Rockets have great pieces, just having issues coming together. No, there's no denying. Like, Jabari Smith is super young. Shengun, you see the talent there. Jalen Green. It's not like you go, hey, this team is, they don't have the young talent. Yeah. But you got to learn how to play at the NBA level. You have to learn winning habits. And it's clear, like, they are not getting any of that. In fact, here's Steven Silas. Last night after the win, his team, remember, gave up 153 in a loss to OKC. Mm-hmm. Then they responded by giving up 140 to Sacramento. They're not giving the effort on the defensive end. They're not getting after it like they're supposed to. Not getting into their man and fighting over and helping each other. Not doing what they're supposed to do. Mm. And then he got up and left the Walked podium. away. Yeah. So it defeated, deflated, however you want to put it. That's what he sounded like there. And um, that's on the front office though, to me, because like, if you take this approach and I get fair. it, and this is what I understand about tanking in this era in the NBA. It's like, you're, you could be terrible and still not get the number one pick. Yeah. The odds are not in your favor. <laughs> like they used to be even, you know, seven to eight years ago when the old lottery rules are in place. Now you're just fielding a bunch of guys who are teenagers trying to play a grown man's game. Well, I said this to you last night, too, after the game when we were talking about the Rockets and their young squad. Jalen Green comes from the G League Ignite program, and that's the program in the G League that is like, they're like the, um, I don't even know what you want to call them in the G League. They're basically the team that the G League wants players to go to so they don't go overseas. You know, or so to college. Yeah. Or to college. So they develop here while still making money, and they're super talented. Jalen Green comes from that, and they also do a really good job of teaching you off-the-court development as well. But then if you're just going into the NBA and you're going to a bad program, a bad organization uh, that isn't going to hold you accountable for what you are and are not doing correct – 
then it's going to stunt that growth. And I think that's what you're going to see in a few of these Houston Rockets players. Yeah. Kind of felt bad for him. I do too. But then again, how many times was Alvin Gentry <laughs> getting pissed last year? Remember, he's like, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. I'm embarrassed to play like this in front of the home crowd. He was pissed many times. It's refreshing not to hear that as much this year. It's so refreshing. Yeah, so yeah. I might feel bad, but I'm also sitting here going, I'm so glad it's not me. I'm so glad it's not the Kings. Like the amount of years the Kings had players that could have developed here, but were never going to hey. with obviously DeMarcus Cousins being here and the organization and what it was. I also think it's, good that Keegan is in a situation where there's not a ton of pressure on him to go out there and perform at a super high level. He gets to learn by playing meaningful minutes yep. in meaningful games where a team is like in the playoff race. With good pieces around him, teaching him how to play basketball at a high level, not him trying to elevate everyone else's game. It's interesting what you're saying about the Rockets, because that's a lot what John Wall was saying in that interview a few weeks ago. I don't know. I didn't see the full thing. I know he was. I, I just remember he oh, took no, a no. shot at someone. Uh, oh, he but, was basically saying yeah. like, "I'm telling the players like, don't like, we're losing on purpose because they want to tank, but don't take this with you because when mm-hmm. you get traded, Whoa. you're gone. You're out of the league." Like, dude, and think about everything that John Wall went through and how he was like dealing with depression and dealing with not even wanting to be around anymore. And I'm not acting like, oh, that came from being in Houston. But at the same time, when you're around losing and you live, breathe, eat basketball, and the one thing that you love so much After is... After a terrible injury that was taken from you. Thank yeah, you. Dude. And that's why, like, this is probably a conversation for the offseason. No, but... save it now. <laughs> this is where, I and I don't have a real solution, where just the NBA lottery sucks. Because when you incentivize losing, even yeah. though they don't incentivize it as much as they did in previous years, this is what's going to happen. Teams are going to like, fine, we're going to do this. I mean, we're just going to play a whole bunch of young guys, and we're going to lose as many games as possible, and hopefully we get Victor. Victor but Wimbledon. do you have the culture and the infrastructure in place yep. to help Victor Wembenyama reach the new heights. You're putting a lot of pressure on some like 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid to come in and be the guy right away. It's your franchise. It's not fair. It's not fair to any of those guys. It's not fair to those guys. And then you do see other organizations, like obviously the San Antonio Spurs organization, where they're, they're young, they need to grow, they need to develop, but... When you go into San Antonio or when you play the Spurs, you still question. You go, hey, Greg Popovich has them playing disciplined basketball, so there's still this chance that they could pull out this win or that they're going to play basketball the right way. Steven says Eric Gordon is too nice. He doesn't deserve to spend his final seasons on a young trash team. I'm with you. I hope they trade him at the deadline. Yeah, and get he, him in the spot. He could play. He can't. Well, I mean, think about how many people have been talking about that, and then you're seeing all these people wanting to talk about fireworks happening at the mm-hmm. trade deadline. You know, what is Houston looking to get for someone like Eric Gordon? Because Eric Gordon could absolutely play on a contending team. Uh, coming up at one, by the way, we're gonna have a Kings roundtable. Frankie Cardicelli, Chris Watkins will be in studio. They're actually gonna be in Salt Lake City next week for I the All Star Game. I know. Damn. I know. That's, I'm so excited for them to not only be there um, and to have that experience, but to cover everything that's going on with the Sacramento Kings guys. Ooh. You're going multiple? Kata's oh, gonna, she said it. Namias Kata's going to be there. Yep. Portugal stand up. Uh, Sabonis will be there. Is Kevin Herter going to be in the three-point shootout? I think Keegan Murray should be in the three-point shootout, to be honest. Put a rookie in there. 
He, if he's about to, he is going to set the NBA rookie record for most threes. Put him in the three-point contest. Fox, if Fox is not in, Adam Silver, what, dead what? to me. Really? Actually, Adam, don't come back to Sacramento oh. for a game. Wow. No, flat out. If you don't put Fox in the game, you are a casual commish. I do. I don't want a casual commish. You are a cash. I don't want you around. Don't talk about Adam like that. I'm talking about no, him like that. You that's... know who would put David Stern would put him in. Oh. That's why you've got a street named after him. Yeah. <laughs> David Stern would put De'Aaron Fox in. He knows hoops. Okay. We'll talk some more hoops coming up. Rest it's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Live and local. It's Deuce and Mo. Watch the show now on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen for free on the Sacktown Sports app. Yeah, we're always live on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. When we go to commercial, we stay talking with the chat because the chat is great. Oh, they make yeah. us laugh. Uh, if you're there, make sure to hit the thumbs up button. It helps the page grow so more and more people know what's happening at Sacktown Sports with shows 6A to 6P, including us, Monday through Friday from 11 to 2 p.m. Give me a hell, yeah. At least for the time being, right? Yeah. We may we may be done here in a month. Yep. I didn't even know where he was going with this, but yep. Well, there's a new boss. Oh yeah. Yeah. If he doesn't like it's us. It's like it's kinda like when you hire you hire a coach before a GM. Ooh, right? Yeah. When has that ever worked in sports? You hire a show before you hire the boss. I mean it's well, it's we're, meeting, failure. we're meeting with him on Thursday. That could be our final meetup in this station ever. We're meeting with him or if, is he meeting with us? Which one's which one's the bad one? No, for uh, we're, we're it's a power play. He is meeting with us. We oh. have to establish oh. the ground here. Okay, what do we say to him, Brian? We're meeting with you. When he says meet at eleven, we go no. Meet us here at eleven oh five. Oh, nice, nice. I think we're just gonna be polite and okay. go to his office. And then, and then once he once he comes, then you go you go. Just give me five more minutes. I just, <laughs> Five more. <laughs> and then you take 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's yeah. go. We got to establish oh, some am I rules. late? Oh, yeah. God. I would have so much anxiety. <laughs> I hate being late to anything. I don't even care if I'm trying to establish anything. So LeBron is 36 points away from the NBA scoring record. And it could happen tonight against OKC. Just needs 36 points. Can he do it? Uh, I saw this piece in The uh, Athletic today that made me laugh. Is how many father-son duos... LeBron has played with in the NBA. And it had the points with it. Okay. He's played nine father-son duos during his time in the NBA. Hmm. Like who? Do you want the list? Yeah, I do. All right. The Rices, Glenn and Glenn Jr. Okay. The Smiths, Jabari and Jamar, Jabari Jr. Wow. The Walkers. I did not know Samaki Walker's son played for the Blazers, Jabari Walker. Okay. He, he's in Portland. One, who in Sacramento likes... Samaki Walker. It's weird how much I don't I I dislike him just because he hit a shot in an NBA game like that shouldn't have counted. It's not his fault, but for some reason I'm like I don't like you. That's okay. Game to not four like him. before halftime, you launch that shot. It, if the NBA had a review or had the buzzer, they yeah. would know it shouldn't have counted. And we, it counted, and the Kings lost that game. We can talk. We can also go over a list next of how many guys okay. we hated for no reason. Yes, uh, the Trents, Gary and Gary Jr. Okay. The Griffins, Adrian and AJ. Okay. The Robinsons, Glenn and Glenn Robinson the third, former wow. King Grape. 
the Brunsons, Rick and Jalen, the Paytons, Gary Payton and GP2, and the Martins, Kenyon and Kenyon Jr. Is it bad when you said Paytons? I was thinking, oh yeah, Peyton Manning. Yeah, Peyton, <laughs> he played against Peyton and Eli. One, one thing that jumped out to me is how all the players and why are there so many juniors? Glenn and Glenn Jr., Jabari and Jabari Jr., Gary and Gary Jr., Glenn and GR3, Gary and GP2, Kenyon and Kenyon. Why Why does... I think that's what like people do. Yeah, they're egomaniacs. Yeah. yeah. Do, do we like juniors? You know, my dad's a junior. That's... Yeah. And then their, their, their son, my brother, how is unori- a third. How unoriginal can Come you be? Come up with your own okay. name. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what should we name the kid? Name after me. I'm the man of the house. Ugh. I play in the league. He's going to be just like me. Yeah, and there's not like there's any like <laughs> Morgan Juniors, you know. Oh, I'm you know what I mean. There's no like yeah, I, can, moms coming out and saying like, yeah, I want to name my kid after me. And I had a friend whose sister was kind of a junior. Really? Like she was named after her mom. But was it? How is it kind of a junior? I mean, she wasn't junior. Why do juniors have That's to? What I'm it has yeah. to be a, a man to be a junior. See, this is yeah. an outrage. Okay, that was piercing. Um, yeah, that that would be cool to like have a someone in the chat was like Serena's next daughter should be a junior, Serena Junior. I like that. Yeah, let's do that. Sure, instead. or just like cancel all juniors and like stop <laughs> doing juniors. You just want to cancel everything, don't you? Just the juniors. Um, LeBron was did an interview with Michael Wilbon. I haven't seen the full thing, but they asked him about Kyrie Irving Ooh. and not getting Kyrie Irving. How'd that feel, LeBron? Someone I had great chemistry with and know I got great chemistry with on the floor that can help you win. Uh, well, definitely disappointed. I can't sit here and say I'm not disappointed on not being able to land such a talent, but someone that I had great chemistry with and know I got great chemistry with on the floor that can help you win, um, you know, championships in my, in my mind, in my eyes. Um, but my focus is shifted now. Um, my focus has shifted back to where it should be, and that's this, that's this club now and what we have in the locker room. That's and guys a quick pivot, goes, LeBron. It's a quick pivot. Quick pivot. It don't take me long. It don't take me long. I don't, I don't get too excited um, about the possibilities of things that can be. I, I, I kind of envision myself on what it can, but I don't, I don't invest it all the way into until I know it's happening. And, and when it does not happen, I, I'm, I'm back locked in on the job at hand. So, um, you know, we had an opportunity. Out there. Our, our names was out there. The Lakers' name was out there. We had an opportunity. Didn't happen. We move on, and we, we, we uh, finish the season strong, try to, try to get a bid into the postseason, where I feel um, if we go in healthy, and we compete with anybody. Okay, stop it. That's, that sounds You, you like... can't. Um, it what? was wild to me just about LeBron. What? It just – Things aren't coming as easy for him anymore. He's yeah. still like an incredible talent. What he's doing at his age. Amazing. It's unheard of. Yep. For a 13th place team. But no, what he's doing is it's pretty wild. It's just, I think he's so used to being able to make all these moves and things just work out and he gets to play with anyone he wants. Dude, he wanted Kyrie. Yeah. He thought he was getting Kyrie. I mean, he is dropping eyeball emojis after the news of the trade demand comes out. And then he did not get him. And now they're stuck with... All right, well, can we move Westbrook for anything at this point? I don't even know what you do with the Lake if you're the Lakers. I don't. And I know Windhorse was suggesting today that, hey, if you're the Lakers, do you really give up those picks in the future, or do you just kind of see what you can get with this roster for the rest of the year, let mm-hmm. Westbrook expire, 
and then maybe just try to get Kyrie next year during oh. free agency this offseason. That's an interesting way to go about it. And um, really quick, too, just going off of LeBron's conversation, that didn't sound like someone who was just like, go over it. You know, he uh, sounded like he was still (laughs) under it and still thinking about it. Um, But that would be probably the best route for them to go. But I'm curious, does that mean – tampering along the way for LeBron and Kyrie behind the scenes. I mean, it's sure it probably does. Tampering always happens. We do have an update from Woj and shout out to Wilson for alerting us. Don't lie to me. This This is not a lie. It's just an update. I'm not saying it's a trade alert. Okay. It's something to watch at this hour. Uh, In the aftermath of the Kyrie Irving trade, Woj says, the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant are having ongoing conversations on the direction of the franchise The organization has thus far told inquiring teams that they're not planning to trade him before Thursday's deadline, sources tell ESPN. Okay, so Kevin Durant, who requested a trade at one point this offseason, comes back, tried to work it all out. He was apparently stunned about the Kyrie Irving trade demand. Forget about the Steve Nash thing. Mm -hmm. They're currently having ongoing discussions about the direction of the franchise. Come on. This kind of sounds like KD might be on the move. It does. I'm oh sure if God. they fi- if they oh find the God. right deal, I then swear, he is. I swear to you, if we get stunned, because now I'm put. This is me. What, what's that one emoji? What's it from the show? Uh, is it Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Okay. Is it Charlie from that show, or am I just mixing up shows? Oh, the one where they do. No, you're doing good yeah, with yeah. all the strings. With the yeah. strings. I'm connecting yeah. strings right now. Good. I'm connecting strings. There was a story Anthony Slater put out that the Warriors are more open-minded to moving some of their young guys. The Warriors? I saw. I swear swear to God, if the Warriors trade for Kevin Durant, I don't even know how they can make it happen. Could you imagine? Well, I mean, the Nets will be just fine because they have um, the rookie. Cam Thomas gets buckets. Thank you. Back-to-back 40 pieces. Um, Kevin Durant. Honestly, reading that tweet. Uh Uh-huh. Doesn't it kind of sound like yes. it could be falling apart? No, one hundred. I want to continue this conversation and talk about where he could possibly go. Let, let me just fill you guys in. Anytime Morgan wants to continue on, yeah. So just full transparency. Morgan's like, "Hey, I know we're on the radio, but you gotta. It's gotta flow like a podcast, you know. I know there are breaks that mess you up." And so now she always does these subtle hints like, we have to talk about this coming up because she knows the break's coming and she knows I like to go somewhere else. This is my way of telling Deuce, like, it's okay to continue our conversation in podcast form. Oh, I am sorry that I am struggling with the transition to radio where it's like, hey, we must break at this time and this time. I'm sorry. It's hard. But guess what? It's It's not radio. It's not radio. I know, but it is. Tell our bosses that. He hasn't even yelled at you yet. He's yelling at me now, I think. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, we'll talk more about this. Kevin Durant on the move. Will Monty McNair make a call? Oh, there's so much to get o- go over. We got to talk about the Kings' latest trade rumors. It's Deuce and Mo on Sackdown Sports. and Mo on your local sports leader. Set Town Sports. We're blowing. Do you feel that gust? We're, 
Are, are different versions of wind. I was a tree blowing oh, in the no. wind. You were taken back by the wind. I was taken back because Woj is starting to tweet. And it's not just like a, hey, Dwayne Dedman got traded to the Spurs for uh, nothing today. This one, damn. This one could be big time in the NBA. He tweets out, if in the aftermath of the Kyrie Irving trade, the Nets and Kevin Durant are having ongoing conversations on the direction of the franchise, but the organization has thus far told inquiring teams they're not planning to trade him before Thursday's deadline. Remember last year when the Kings were not planning to trade Tyrese Halliburton? Uh-huh. They're not planning. It's If you hear any NBA reporter in reports say, this team is not planning on it, look, I don't plan on going home and drinking three beers tonight. It might happen. It's a if Tuesday. I'm, yeah, but you know what? Sometimes I get in these moods where I'm watching the game. I want a couple of beers and a I vitamin. See. I just want to hang out and have a good time. Yeah. I'm not planning on it. Yeah. Plans change. Yeah, they do change. He also goes on to tweet, Durant had interest in a deal to the Suns over the summer, but so far the Nets haven't shown a willingness to move him to Phoenix or anywhere else. There have been a number of teams reaching out to Brooklyn on Durant. I'm, I, the, when I read that, I immediately go, they're they're going to shop him. And I think he probably wants out. Look, if you're Kevin Durant. They've been shopping him, Deuce. Don't be naive. Okay, so now you go, where, where are the prospects? Raptors. Can, okay. Suns. Memphis. Heat. Okay, okay. Um. Yeah, Me- Memphis. I think New just... Orleans has to be brought up, and then you okay. you go into the other one where, let's be honest, we're in Sacramento, so Kings fans are hitting us up in the chat. Like, could the Kings Woo. get in on this? Could the Kings be a team that's interested in Kevin Durant? Look, I I just don't see it being possible. You would have to gut the team. You know, I was I was looking at Fanspo doing a little <laughs> trade checker before the show today. And I, I think it would have to be like Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter, Keegan Murray in picks to Brooklyn for uh, Kevin Durant. And we Just to make the salary matchup. You got to make the salary. I think, look, it's Kevin Durant. He's, I don't care about his age because you bring up his age. And I know you said earlier Keegan Murray is untouchable. But I'm saying if you're having a conversation with Sean Marks. Yeah. Like Keegan Murray is the one you want automatically. I was just about to say. I was just about to say um, the Kings aren't planning on trading Keegan Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same concept, right? I mean, we talk about Keegan Murray coming off a really good game against the Houston Rockets, putting him in that untouchable category, unless Kevin Durant's name is put out there. When Kevin Durant's name is put out there, anyone, anyone can be moved yeah. anywhere. Uh, Rory says, you can make the salary match with Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes, Terrence Davis, and Alex Lynn. I, you, I'm sure we can get creative and make the salary match, but that the Nets, I just don't see the, them doing that. You know, you would be taking on Holmes' deal. HBTD and Lynn are expiring. Um, but, you know, I think if you're trying to present the best possible option, you're going, here. here's one of our young guys. Also, you get Kevin Herter, who's still young. And uh, under contract, plus you get Harrison Barnes on an expiring deal, plus a pick. Like, I just think that's what it would take to get someone, especially when you consider how many teams would be trying to get him. Yeah. I mean, could the Denver Nuggets get in the mix? I mean, could you be. What would they do? 
Michael Porter Jr. That's the thing where the Nets want to take on someone like Michael Porter. I'm just, if I'm a team in the Western Conference and how open the West is right now, uh-huh. if there is a way for me as a general manager to construct a trade to get Kevin Durant on my team, yeah. you become a championship contender. And yep. that's, if you're Memphis and New Orleans right now, those are the two teams that can the mind where you got some young players, you got your picks, you're close, what can take you to the next level Deadline's Thursday. It's hard to come up with these deals, but let's be honest. Every Just because we're just hearing about yeah. the Kevin Durant stuff, every GM in the league who has interest in Kevin Durant already has like eight different versions of a potential Durant trade if they wanted to propose 100%. something. 100%. Even someone just said, you know, they'll want Morgan Reagan. Throw her in the trade, would you? Um, yeah, I'd trade Morgan for sure. I would trade Morgan to Brooklyn. if For Kevin Durant? Chris? And we still have Durant for a few years. Yes. <laughs> I'd think about it. Oh, I wish there was a camera on your stupid hey, face. I know I know. I said I wouldn't do this. I'd, oh. I'd throw the beam in. I thought that was only... I'd throw the beam like in. Like if Masai Ujiri was uh, involved no, no. in this trying is, to... This is Kevin Durant we're talking okay. about. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if that trade I just proposed I would even do. I would... Trust me, I would talk myself into it uh-huh. i just love keegan murray so much and think i know he, you know he's under a rookie contract but like dude kevin durant stud. Uh, by the way if you have thoughts on this hit us up 1-800-920-1140 916-339-1140 also in our youtube patch youtube patch or chat oh youtube.com slash sacktown sports 1140 you go there you can watch the show live you could see morgan's interesting outfit which is a deuce and mo crew neck that's why in blue with a San Francisco Giants jacket. It does not match at all. She you looks, look like you're getting ready to go to Candlestick. Yeah, she looks like a slob. So um, really? you could see that. And then also you can hit the thumbs up button because we're one away from 200 thumbs up. Uh, not KJJK says, how about Harrison Barnes, Herter, Davion, and every pick? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like there's no way you're getting Durant if you're not giving up Keegan Murray. You didn't even give me time to like... I know. Diss you back. Brooke says, Moe's jacket is sick. Thank you. Thank you. Feeling good. Feeling. How's this crew neck, though? It's actually getting a little toasty in yeah. here, finally. But, um, yeah, dudes. It's probably... This is all you can hope when it comes to the Kevin Durant trade. Is that it's not going to happen to a team in the Western Conference, right? You just don't want that. But we just named a whole bunch of teams in the West that we probably did. would be able to get We named two him. in the East. We named two. Miami Heat. Toronto. And Toronto. And I'm what not... What about Boston, too? I mean, we can't... Oh, we can't, God! Boston's we... the other team. I just... If you're Boston, is that... Do you need that? Like, would you be willing to give up Jalen Brown to get Durant? That's what they've been saying. Oh, man. That's what they've been saying. I was uh, reading a piece... On the athletic earlier, and it just sounds like Jalen Brown would obviously have to be a big part of that situation. And if you are willing to do that and break apart Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you are saying, we know this is the answer to get us over the hump and get us that championship. So if you are that confident, isn't that what it's all about? Or is it about having that future, that long future with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum together? Yeah. That's a tough one. And they, they almost won it last year. I know. Also, Durant. Yeah. There are connections here. 
Why do Why do I say it like that? Well, a connection here. You know, Mike Brown. Mike Brown knows him. Oh, here we go. Mike Thanks. Brown knows him. Mm-hmm. What about earlier this year? Oh. Remember when the Nets came to play a game against Kings on national television, and Terrence Davis dropped the thirty piece on their heads? I do. The NBA world was buzzing, seeing the beam on national TV. Kevin Durant ran back to his hotel and said, I have to do a podcast immediately. And what do he do? He's talking about the Kings. And man, I like him. Fox and Sabonis. The depth. Mike Brown. Kevin Herder. Oh. <laughs> Wait, was that him? Is that him calling in? Hmm. Wait, what? Is that the full clip? Are you finding the full clip or are you just playing clips? Kevin Herder. It's just him saying Kevin Herter. <laughs> That's the one quote that we have to say. All right. Hey, hey, Kevin Durant, who's the one piece that would have to get traded for you if you're coming to Sacramento? Like, who would that have to be? Kevin okay. Herter. Kevin Herter. Okay, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Wilson says Gobert went for five first-rounders and five players. Yeah, ain't getting Katie for anything unequal to that. Dude, that's the thing. I wonder how much of this trade deadline are people still talking about the Gobert deal between Utah and Minnesota? Are people going, hey, look, you can go ahead and demand this, but Tim Connolly made an awful deal. Don't let him try to dictate where this league is going with valuations. Like, that is never happening again. Question. Morgan. Are we not even talking enough about cat? In this trade deadline, trying to make up for your mistakes that you made as uh, you're the Minnesota no. Timberwolves. He's her. Yeah, no, I don't see. I think that's an offseason thing. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, I could be wrong. But how fun would it be if it wasn't? Oh, man, there could be fireworks all week long. I know we had a huge one earlier today with uh, Dwayne Dedman, obviously, going to the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, back to San Antonio, a yeah. place where he, he's been before. Yep. We almost did an emergency podcast for that one. So close. Unfortunately, we ran out of time. <laughs> um, we have to take a break for one minute. We oh. will be back to talk some more Kings coming up. Always live on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. It's Sports. Oh, yes. Kings coming off a win in Houston. They dropped 140 points, beating the Rockets by 20. A much-needed victory for the Kings with De'Aaron Fox back. You know, we are talking about Keegan and his big night, 30-piece. Dropped 30-piece, a career high. Hell yeah. That was smooth. That, that was smooth. In a great bounce-back game, too, after a really crappy game. I just can't believe we just spent the first 12 minutes of this hour talking about, hey, Kevin Durant, where could he go? Could Sacramento make some sense? I do want to bring us back to reality for a second. The reality is it's unlikely that something like that would happen between the Kings and the Nets. Sure. Uh, But Keegan Murray, when you watch him play a game like he did last night, Mm -hmm. what do you think about his upside going forward? Well, I... I think we said at the start of the show before the Kevin Durant news started coming out was untouchable, right? You you feel like he's beginning to become more and more untouchable when you look at trade deadline coming up in the NBA and just in general, right? Because of not only his age, being a rookie, 
being a 6'8 long rookie with the skill set that he has, Deuce, the high IQ and the motor that he has, all those things put together make you go, oh, yeah, this is the type of modern-day NBA player that you need going forward within your system. And if you're starting him right here and developing him here young, then you're just going to mold him into exactly what you want him to be in Sacramento. It's pretty cool that he set a Kings franchise record, a single-game franchise rookie record for three-pointers made, passing the late Ricky Barry, who, by the way, had the record of seven as a rookie in 1989. That's amazing. That's insane for that time period. 15 right now. Thank you. That is. Clay Thompson had 12 last night, 12 of 16, but Ricky Barry, like... I've talked to Jerry Reynolds about this. He's yeah. like, he was going to be such a great player. Like That's his tough. shooting is like, yeah, I think he was just as good of a shooter as Peja. Wow. And like he had that game where he hit seven. He had the re- I mean, that's a long time record. 1989. He had seven threes in a game. They were they weren't even sh- most teams weren't shooting seven in a week. That's what I'm as saying. A team. No, honestly though, when you do look at it, actually, you know what? I'm going to go back to that game. 1988-89. Sacramento Kings, because I just want to see... The year I was born. Um, Please don't say that again. Yeah, sorry. I'm so, I'm so young. Oh, my God. I'm going to go back to that game, because Good. I want to see how many threes were actually taken in that game. Yeah, that's it's pretty remarkable when you do look at it like from that perspective in that time and era in the NBA. Do you have the number? No, I'm looking right oh. now. <clears throat> um, it would be fantastic if there was 33s taken that night for some reason. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so it was against the Warriors. The Kings won 142-117. to 117. Uh, In that game, so there was a lot of offense in this game. Uh, the Warriors attempted 14 threes in the game. For perspective, last night, Klay Thompson lost, uh, he launched 16 by himself. Uh, in that game, the Sacramento Kings, Wow. Oh, my God. What you got? They launched 31 threes in that game. They hit 16. Ricky Barry launched 14 of his own, 7 of 14 with 34 points in that game. That is rare. Yeah. Why don't you go go check out another game that season just to be like, okay, okay, let me like. Let me just pick a random game. Let me pick a random game. game. Uh, This is where they lost to Lakers by three, 197. Uh, In that game, the Kings attempted six threes in the game. (laughs) And the Lakers attempted eight. So that was like an outlier in the first game. quarter. Not in the first quarter, the entire game. Wow. Oh, my Okay. God. Well, that makes a little bit more sense. So, yeah, going back to Keegan Murray's game, what he just did as a rookie, finishing with eight threes, eight for 12 from three-point land last night, 11 for 17 for the game, scoring that those 30 points. It was a great bounce-back game performance by him. It was one of those games that give you that confidence in what he's going to be here in Sacramento. All right, let's check in with Alex. What's up, Alex? What's up, guys? Hey, hey, how are you? you call and I'm good, man. I'm just uh, happy to have you guys back on the radio. It's so good to hear your voices. You guys are awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, happy to hear you on a daily basis now. Thank you. Um, Hell, yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, so th- this talk about the, the Kings and Kevin Durant is so far-fetched. You know, I mean – Having been a lifelong Kings fan and even, you know, actually alive when the Ricky Berry game happened and probably watched it, uh, you know, when you think about the Kings where they're at now, the worst thing they could do, and they've done this for the past 15 years, is try to speed up the process, right? 
when they tried to speed up the process and make some move that's going to get them to the playoffs overnight instead of just doing what they're doing now, which is making the right picks, doing the right trades when they come about, and just letting this team evolve. I think we're seeing good things happen. And so, you know, when you, and when you think of Kevin Durant, too, you think about why is this guy bounced around so much? Usually back in the day, you'd see a good player. They would just stick with a roster all this time. There's something there that is never satisfied with this dude. So even if he's, you know, there's just something. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but you know, he had he's had good situations where he could have just stayed and won titles with the Warriors if that's what he wanted. But something's something's not firing all the time. So what what I'll would... say what I'll say about that too, because I I think I think you do have a point there, um, for the most part with Kevin Durant, you know, bouncing around a little bit. But at the same time, I think players are more they feel more empowered too to be like, you know what? I, I, I won here. I did what I needed to do here. Now I want to be somewhere else, right? It's not so much about that loyalty to a team anymore, which makes sense because you're learning more and more that these organizations have zero loyalty to these players. My pushback though on that would be, it's not about Kevin Durant. I mean, name me a great NBA player who just stays put. It's yeah. more rare than yeah. anything, right? Steph, Tim Duncan, Kobe, even though Kobe yeah. tried to leave multiple times, Durant was an OKC all those years. He yeah. grew up and he goes, I want to try a new challenge. Let me go win a ring with yeah. Golden State. He did that. And then he goes, all right, my ego's too big for this. Let me go join my buddies. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, it's not like he's been on like 17 teams or anything and like that, Morgan. Alex, what I will <laughs> say to your main point, though, I love it. I totally am with you on finding a way to make this team sustainable, not just making the hot moves that get you the name, that get you into the playoffs. Make moves that are going to make you a team that you can build and keep developing for the future. Sure, but there's Kevin Durant isn't just like a normal all-star player. No. We're not talking about trading for like, oh, this is – he's like Kyrie Irving. There's some, like Kevin Durant is one of the all-time greats to ever play the game. We haven't seen many players like him in the game. Mm -hmm. And if you had a chance to get him and you felt like getting him would not like totally blow up your team. There you go. And you believe it can make you a championship team. You, you have to really consider it. You wouldn't trade Sabonis for him, though, Deuce. Because I... You got to pair them together. My point is with that, it was like I'm trying to win a champ, and I feel like all those pieces, Fox, Sabonis, and K KD would be the thing that I would want. All right. Um, we could, <laughs> That's crazy to even talk about. But I hear what he's saying about, like, don't rush the process. I do agree with that. Like, don't make, like weird moves yeah that aren't going to take you to a legitimate another another level but katie does take you to another level if he is on your team yeah I'm, and i just don't buy i think people are too hard on durant like oh he bounces around as if he's been on 20 nba teams the guy spent how many years in okc well a long time why he's do you there a long time why do you think people are so much more like yes kd find a way to get kd than they are about Kyrie? Kyrie is the type of personality, is the type of player that bounces around for bad reasons. Yeah. KD is the type of player that's bouncing around, not because everyone hates him on one squad or another, but more because he's like, hey, I've accomplished what I want to accomplish here. I'm kind of sick of this, and I'm going to go here instead. LeBron's been able to do the same thing, too. Uh, young AT says in the chat, in all caps, so very serious. Oh, oh yes. KD is not coming. Keep dreaming. <laughs> All right, young AT, look, man, we're just talking. We're not over here trying to sell you that Kevin Durant's coming. There's a chance he gets traded at the deadline. We're just talking about possibilities and ideas. 
believe it or not, we're, we're doing a show where we're just having a conversation with people. I mean, it, you're, so if you're hanging out with your friends and someone goes, hey, would you, if you're the Kings, would you trade for Kevin Durant? Would you yell at him like, why are we even talking about this? Next topic, friend. No, you'd, be, you'd probably go back and forth a little I bit. I do have a friend who I think would react that way. Really? Really. Oh, Unfriend well, We don't them. like him. Unfriend. We don't like him. Yeah. All right, coming up next, we need to do some truth or trash. Ooh. Plus, at 1 p.m., we got the King's Roundtable, a special edition of the King's Roundtable. We had it every Friday. Now we're busting it out on Tuesday as well. Frankie Cardicelli, Chris Watkins will be live in studio with us at 1 to talk all things deadline, Kings. We got a ton to get to. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. I, I love NBA trade deadline time for sure, but then we get to a point where like there's, we have to be careful. We're all craving it. I think we all have trade deadline anxiety disorder where we just need rumors, and it's like it doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, I'm trying to find a good example that won't get me in trouble. Ooh, be Let's good. <laughs> you know when you're like desperate for something, right? Okay, you're just desperate for something, but you know what's good for you. You know a rumor from Woj. That's a good rumor. It's a good rate. Shams, Chris Haynes, Mark Stein, Sam Amick. Love it. Great. Zach Lowe dropped something. I'm listening. Oh, yeah. Be smart but then here. We're so craving stuff that, like, I call this guy bootleg Sam Amick because his name's Sam Amico. Uh huh. He tweeted one of the most absurd Amico? things that Amico or Amico? Amico or Amico? Amico. I don't know. Amic- All I know is when I see oh. his name pop up during trade deadline season, I laugh because he, there's always one thing he does is some ridiculous tweet, and I have it for today. Okay. One GM just told me, my red flag immediately, you, a NBA GM is talking to him right now in the midst of NBA trade hey. deadline. Okay, sure. Hey. Saying, quote, there will be a pretty good player no one has ever even mentioned traded at the deadline. When I asked who, he laughed. <laughs> Well, if I tell you, then it won't be a surprise. I am. I wish going, you weren't a liar. I'm going 100% saying this is garbage. Oh, There's no way that happened. My that, can, are you with me? But garbage, yeah. And then, by the way, if nothing happens, there's nothing that says anything. There, right. No, you're not going to hold it against right. You know what I mean? What, how many, is it like getting retweeted? Of course, because it's, we all have trade deadline anxiety disorder. We need this. We need information. I don't we need that. <laughs> I don't need that. Do you hear Brian Windhorst too? When he was like, uh, he had that drop of, um, the Lakers are absolutely 100% probably making a trade at the deadline. Was he or joking? Something. No, no. He, he was on first take. And right. I, I'll, I'll show it to you. No, I, I think I did see that. Clip. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's hilarious. Yeah. And it's just like, what, 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 why? what are we saying here, huh? Like let's um let's clean it up. We don't need to be dramatic. I know we all crave the drama, but like you gotta you gotta keep your integrity too, Lil. You know? Is there any GM that would have done? Who's the GM that talks to him on the phone and drops that? Should be player. <laughs> if I told you, it wouldn't be a the surprise. G League GM that dropped that information no, to no. him. No, no, no. I love the angle. Uh huh. It's like a general manager of. A mattress store that told them they were just talking NBA. Yeah, I I want to yeah. say it's like that scene in Wolf of Wall Street where he's just like he's bringing, hey guys, 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 
I'm telling you. <laughs> and he's on the phone. You've never, you will be so shocked. And they're all laughing and stuff, covering up the phone. He's like, shut up, guys. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Such garbage. Oh! All right. Well, can we do, is it okay if we do a little truth or trash? Closing time. It's not this closing time. It is not. Chris, you know we have to. It's not closing time. Who are you? I don't know why this thing keeps getting flipped up. And really, oh, it gets flipped. Conspiracy theory music (laughs) now. It's time for truth or trash. (laughs) We can just start it. We don't even need the imaging. We tell you what's real <laughs> what's downright garbage. It's truth or trash. Truth or trash. With Deuce and Mo. Yeah, it is. Yeah, if you didn't know, this is Deuce and Mo, the voice guy to tell you again. Also to tell you that it's truth or trash. Because imaging makes everything better. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan. Hey, Morgan. Yep. The Kings finishing four and three on this road trip. That'll be a good road trip. You already know my answer. It's true. That's what I predicted before the road. I I didn't predict because I don't like predictions. I just said, hey, I would consider this a good road trip if the Kings came back four and three. Everyone crapped on me. Everyone's like, no, it has to be five and two. Otherwise, it's not good. And I just said, you guys, chill. It's the NBA. There's so much parody in the NBA. You got to keep things cool. You never know who's going to win on any given night. Yeah, and Morgan obviously knew ahead of time that De'Aaron Fox was missing two games because Rasay was giving birth. So oh, you obviously did you, knew that. Did you know that Brandon Ingram was going to be out against the, uh, it didn't matter. the Pelicans? It didn't matter because if didn't you would have listened to me when I said before the trip, yeah. I actually thought the Pelicans game was one of the games they are going to lose. Same with one of the Minnesota games. So the only game that they... Lost, I didn't think they should lose on this trip, is a Pacers, Pacers game. Mm. So I would say it's a good road trip if they finish 4-3 and three because I didn't anticipate Fox is going to be out for two. So congratulations for being kind of right, I oh, guess. I'll take okay, it. Yeah, try. go me. Nice try. Nice you. try. Uh, next up on Truth or Trash, uh, Kyrie Irving will play more games with the Mavs than he did in his four seasons with Brooklyn. He spent He played 143 games. With the Brooklyn Nets over four seasons, Morgan. And just for perspective yeah. on that, that's not a lot. Out of all the possible games, that's out of 278 possible regular season games. He played 143. He will play more games with the Mavs. Now, mind you, there's what, like 30-something games left uh-huh. this season? And he's a free agent. Yeah. So I'm going to go trash because I'm going to say he's going to be a Laker next year, baby, with LeBron James. So he's only going to play 30-something games with the Dallas Mavericks. I agree. I agree with you. And some other fascinating, insane Kyrie stats. Yeah. He played 143 of the possible 278 with the Nets. KD and Kyrie played in 74 of a possible 206 together. KD, um, and that, that was after Durant came back from the Achilles. So oh. that's not even, that's just counting the time. Okay. okay? Uh, Katie, Kyrie, and Harden played 10 games together. <laughs> that stat yeah. is the most insane stat. And uh, Durant, Kyrie, and Simmons played 24 games together. That's crazy. That's crazy. That is insane. Yeah. Think about what that team might have been if all those players were out there at the same time. Yeah, I think... Well, most, I, I think guess. the Lakers thing could make some sense next year. For yeah, sure, for yeah. Sure. Especially LeBron's last interview. I just think like he was pushing it still. LeBron needs 36 points mm-hmm. for the NBA scoring record. He'll do it tonight against OKC. Um, I'm going to go trash. 
And I just don't think I just don't think it's going to happen tonight. I think sometimes when all that pressure is being put on it, it's this is a guy that's averaging what like over thirty points probably. Thirty points exactly. And thirty points exactly. Okay, so So just six more points. So just six more points. True. His last ten games averaging thirty one a game. (laughs) Um, So yeah, obviously he would need more than that. I'm trying to see if. They played Oklahoma. I think they played OKC this year. I have to look to see what okay. he did. Maybe they didn't play OKC. Okay. So either way, though, um, it feels like one of those games where it's just like a lot of pressure is on, and it's like, no, he'll get it next game. Next game will be against Milwaukee. I mean, if he doesn't do it tonight, That's he'll do it next game. Personally, I want him to do it tonight. It would be more entertaining to do it tonight where he'd drop 30. So he'd be like, oh, my God. Agreed. As opposed to having 25 tonight. And they're like, well, he only needs 11. And it's like, oh, he does in the first quarter. Yeah. I'd rather late in the game. It's a close game. Lakers, Thunder going back and forth on national TV. And then, bang, LeBron. I With the hook shot. If he would love that. If LeBron breaks the record on a hook shot, a sky hook, he tries Kareem. to do a sky hook like Kareem. People think that's paying homage. I think that's a Throwing sign shade. of disrespect. Yep. Like, yeah, that's cute. Not only did I break your record, I used your move and I just started practicing. I just, you did it all the time. I just, one game decided, oh, I'm going to break the record with it. He's going to try it tonight. It's a heel move for sure. Would you have more respect for LeBron James if that happened? No, it's a heel move. I don't know. I mean, it's just like in wrestling when a wrestler busts out uh, the opponent's finisher. Ooh. Don't get like me Like, Shawn Michaels trying to do a sharpshooter is like, are you... That's dirty, Shawn. Wait, what's a sharpshooter? Don't... Why are we... I'm a cash, man. I'm you a cash. You want me to show you? Yeah. You want me to show you? Is no, it? you don't. No, you show don't. Show me. No, you don't. Because you'll be tapping out. You'll be tapping out in a second. Do it. No, it's not with your arms. It's with your leg. You not knowing the sharpshooter is like... What? what is that the equivalent of, Morgan? Wait, do I have to go uh, on? Not knowing what the skyhook is. Yeah, that's like not knowing the skyhook. Just show me what the sharpshooter is really quick. <laughs> I, 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 you have to get on the ground. No, I'm not doing it right now. Come on. No, just no. show me. No, no, no. We, we have to break, but coming up next, we got more truth or trash. Maybe I'll put Morgan in the sharpshooter. <laughs> it's Juice and Mo on Sackdown Sports. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo on Town Sports. It's just great, like when people bring up wrestling comes up and then the chat gets going. You find out, God, there are just so many more wrestling fans than you realize. <laughs> like our guy Peyton was somehow we we're talking about the Nation of Domination because we were talking about Owen Hart being better than Brett, and Owen was weirdly in the Nation of Domination at one point. Anyway, uh, Payne says the nation was woke as a young black brother. They had us with hella pride. I still got beef with DX. Nation of Domination was awesome. One of my favorite gifts on Twitter is when the Nation of Domination comes out and they go, the the camera's pants into one white kid just with the salute up. It was amazing. How many times did someone say, oh, is this you, Deuce? Yes. One, I kind of look like that kid. (laughs) Two, the Nation of Domination song was, we are the Nation of Domination. What year nation of wrestling was this? Of domination. That was like ninety seven. They, they had this, Remember when it first started though? They had the the two guys in there that would rap the entire time. The two oh, white yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No. Yes. Oh, oh whoa, 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 whoa! People are saying we got a sha- Shams bomb, whoa, a Shams whoa, bomb, whoa, whoa, whoa. Shams bomb, Shams, Shams. Shams bomb. This better Shams be good. Bomb. Whoa! The Kings are closing on a deal. 
with the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. I, I'm not going to call it a bomb, but hey, the Kings are making a deal. Kessler Edwards to Sacramento. What could that mean? He's 22 years old. He uh, got some starts with Brooklyn last year. What was that noise you just played? Yeah, well, what the hell? That's the Shams Wow. Oh. No. Okay. okay. No. Okay. No. That's like gut-wrenching. Um, he is long, 6'11", wingspan. Yeah. And he is someone that showed some nice signs with Brooklyn last year, getting some minutes, has not played a ton for the Brooklyn Nets this year. It's a talk about a low risk type move. It's not like he's under contract for long, right? Like he is got an option next year with one for $1.9 million. So I do wonder if they're trying to fold him in to just their trade exemption that expires today. And then they just put him into that open roster spot. So like, these are the things we start talking about, right? Like, I know on the surface people are going, Kessler Edwards, who is this guy? How can he help the Kings? When you have a trade exemption, it's it's something that they got in the deal, in the Tyrese Halliburton deal. It was going to expire today. They could, could There's a chance, I don't know the full details yet, that they use this. The Kings have a roster spot right now that is taken up by Deontay Burton. That 10-day expires in just a couple of days, I believe. Mm-hmm. So Edwards could fold into his spot. So it could be a chance to just take a look at a young guy and put him there. He's got some size at the wing spot and see what he's about. He's 6'8", 6'11", wingspan, 22 years old, and played with the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Um, Just like you said, one of those moves being made just to obviously uh, just to do that and see a young guy, a young, long guy, small forward, I mean – what that means for the Kings in actually moving the needle and getting better, it doesn't really mean much at all. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're talking about a guy who hasn't played a lot this year. I don't anticipate him coming in and be like, hey, this is what the Kings need at the wing spot. They're going to go ahead and play him 25 minutes a night. I think this is what we were talking about with like an open roster spot. Okay, this is, I don't know. We're still waiting details. Uh, but the very latest right now, the Kings are closing on a deal, closing in on a deal with the Brooklyn Nets to acquire Nets forward Kessler Edwards from the Brooklyn Nets. We don't know what they're giving up. I am purely speculating right now that they do have a trade exemption that was expiring soon. So they could be using that in the deal to just kind of take him on yeah. and put him in that open roster spot. He's got an option for next year. Cheap. He showed some flashes. There you go. There you go people. Wow. So if you guys have a reaction to it, you can hit us up too. 339-1140-1800-920-1140. It's interesting too, because you think about all the years that we would get excited for any type of movement at a trade deadline. And I say that because I felt like there were so many years that just nothing was really getting done. Right. And just even these little, these little tiny things that don't really mean much, but could mean something different for your future. I mean, go down the roster for the Sacramento Kings and how many times you have someone, Mike Brown tries to use a young guy, a long guy, a guy that his role is just to play defense out there. And so you're always just trying to make uh, the rest of your roster better, but also just trying to see what else you can see what is out there. That is long. That is capable of playing, but also being a low-risk move. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that when people look at the trade deadline, they always want some like major splash. What could the Kings do? This is the trade deadline's not till Thursday anyway. And if there's a guy that you have seen a little bit and you're intrigued by his talent, he played his college ball at Pepperdine. He was a second round pick by the Nets, um, and he got some minutes last year. He started 23 games for them. Yeah. Not playing really at all this year. So um, I'm curious. I haven't really, I can't even remember seeing him in a game this year. I know he's technically played in 14. He's got one start, but I mean, his minutes, he's not getting minutes. I mean, one point a game. There's no no stats of real no. It's more like, hey, the guy's 6A, 6'11 wingspan, put him in the open roster spot and see. But we'll also wait to see what more details we get out of this to see if there's more details. Woj is just putting out a deal, and this is it. The Nets are finalizing a trade to send forward Kessler Edwards in cash to the Kings. The Nets save a total of $8 million in salary and luxury tax and open a roster spot. Edwards still has to approve the trade because he has a one-year bird rights restriction in his deal. So, again, still no details on that. Dude, I'm watching some Kessler Edwards um, highlights. Huge fan now. Huge fan. He can shoot it from the outside. Morgan's all in. Kessler Edwards. He's playing in 14 games this year. Morgan is all in. I mean, he's a championship team now. Yeah. No, truly. Just really. He's the guy. I know I said that doesn't move the needle. He's moving the needle, baby. Let's go. No, but I see him. I see him just being like long out there on a few of these defensive plays that I'm I'm watching. Um, He can stay in front of a guy just really mobile. And um, like I said long the length that we've been talking about for the kings what that even means again that's low crazy risk, though get a look at especially him. if like i i the the details from Woj right now are that it's kessler edwards and cash to the kings no idea what the kings gave out. i'm guessing it's just a trade exemption so the kings get uh money probably to pay edwards's salary for the rest of the year and get a chance to look at him and go hey is this someone we want around next year he's got a team option for cheap okay I mean, I guess the one thing I would say is would it have been better to use the open roster spot and see if you could do something in the buyout market to get a veteran that you feel like could actually impact you this year? Hey, don't sleep on uh, Edwards, okay? Um, like I said, highlights really selling me right now. I don't know I don't know about <laughs> you, but I got a cold chill when I saw cash considerations of the Oh no, I see that's so that's so old Malufero. I so stupid. So why why what is in- <laughs> interesting you when you watch him? And truly it's the length, you guys. It's the length, but you can tell he is um he has a feel for the game. And again, I'm getting this off of just the highlights I'm watching right now. He seems like he has a feel for the game like he's just not not just a raw player, um, the way that he's playing some defense on these highlights. Yeah. Again, highlights. We're going to highlight his good defensive moments. He's staying in front of guys, but then staying vertical, staying straight up. Um, my favorite part, 6'11 wingspan. So uh, Last year, he did shoot 41% from the field. Not great, but 35% from three. Took just under three attempts per game from downtown in 48 games. He did shoot it well in college from downtown. Uh, his three seasons at Pepperdine, 37%, 43%, and his final year just under 38. So career 39.5% three-point shooter uh, at Pepperdine. Yeah. Um, reading some of the the people that were, like, scouting him and everything. <laughs> Just people saying so expected to be a 3 and D role player yeah. in the NBA and watching the highlights. Sure, you I, can put him in that category. I also love, I was laughing, Morgan just went 
over the laugh to get in the point of his scouting report. It just made that makes me. Laugh I thought too. you were laughing at that. No, I was laughing at someone's tweet. Is in screw KD. We got KE from the Nets. <laughs> I thought you were laughing at that. I mean, the he's KE from now on, right? Yeah, you want? Wait, you Monty, you, you calling on KD? Uh, no, uh, KE Edwards Kessler. Oh, yeah, you guys. Well, here, I think he's still on the team. Here, Sean Marks. Yeah, here, here's you want some cash too? Take him. Take him. Mo doesn't like this. Does game. this move the needle? Morgan? No, I love it. I love it. I mean, it's a it's a potential, like you just said, like a three and D guy prospect. Who wasn't playing, you have an open roster spot, whatever. It's not, to me, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, what a big deal this is today. Um, Yeah, and it's funny, everyone's seen the tweet and saying they were all taken back when they saw Brooklyn Nets forward KE. Yeah, yeah. Kessler. To Sacramento. Kessler. Also, how about Deuce Mason's just cap knowledge when I'm dropping immediately before details are out? what the Kings were doing by adding Kessler Edwards. That is in- instant insight that I'm not sure even Bobby Marks would be able to provide you right now. Here like, we I- go. That's always what we have to do after Deuce breaks something down. We have to break down how good it was that Deuce did it. Okay. Deuce Mason does okay. a great job. But honestly, I'll give you that, Thank though. you. You were quick. Thank you. You were quick. I am quick because I'm locked in. And we're going to stay locked in. The Kings make a trade with the Nets. They get Kessler Edwards. We'll talk about that in... What else could they be doing at the trade deadline? We have a Kings roundtable next hour. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, Chris Watkins, and Frankie Cardicelli. It is live coming up next on Sacktown Sports. It's Deuce and Mo on your local sports leader. Sacktown Sports. Oh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I have a terrible singing voice, but it Aww. is NBA trade deadline week, and the Kings getting in on the action this afternoon. Okay, let's settle down. They came up with a deal with, with the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. For a forward. Which forward? K-E, Kessler Edwards <laughs> to Sacramento Kings. Hey, it's Juice Mason. It's Morgan Reagan. We are live with a little Kings roundtable, hanging out with Chris Watkins and Frankie Cardicelli, who cover the Kings for Sacktown Sports. They will be in Salt Lake City for the All-Star Game coming up. Our All-Stars. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. 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 You know, right. Been in the league a couple years. Took some time. Yeah. You deserve you know, it. Development. Yeah, we finally made it. Yeah, we yeah. made it. It feels good. Or are yeah. you playing in the celebrity game? Maybe we'll find oh, we were uh, wondering who, what random person is going to be there this year. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what random person. There's always Anjali was in it last year. Okay. Will 50 Cent be playing in it? That's true. Wasn't he courtside last night rooting yeah. for the Rockets? Correct. He was. He has the same little deal with his alcohol company in Houston. Oh. With that team, too. I thought he thought maybe Alex Len was on the Houston right. Rockets. Alex and- Len scored 30 points last night. Didn't you guys see? Oh, oh he right. yeah, He went crazy. <laughs> well, let's talk about the deal that uh, has been reported right now. It's not some major earth-shattering move by the Sacramento Kings, but trying to put the pieces together about what does this mean. Apparently, the Kings have an agreement with the Brooklyn Nets to acquire... Um, six eight forward Kessler Edwards. He's a second year guy from the Brooklyn Nets. Not playing a lot this year. Played more last year. In fact, got over twenty starts with Brooklyn. What are they giving up? At this time, it doesn't seem like they're giving up anything. They had a trade exemption uh, from the Tyrese Halliburton trade. Uh, I believe it was the Halliburton trade they had that one. 
Might have been maybe. Bagley. I think, I think it was the Bagley. Okay, they, they had multiple ones, so mm-hmm. the, maybe it's there's the like Bagley a $4 one. Four million dollar one, and I think there's like a one and a half. Either way, there's a trade exemption that they could just take on Kessler Edwards' deal, and the Nets also send over cash in the deal. So it's a free look at a young guy. The Kings could have an open roster spot once Deontay Burton's ten day comes up, so he'll go into that. But Woj is also saying that. Anthony, uh, excuse me, Kessler Edwards, who had to approve the deal because of his bird rights situation, um, is now he's going to approve the deal. Kings intend to give Edwards an opportunity to play in Stockton in the NBA G League, but with two days to go until the trade deadline, his future will remain fluid. And I think there could be some potential, especially with his contract situation, that the Kings could waive him if they need to take something else on. They could maybe buy him out and get an open roster spot for the buyout market. Who knows what's going to happen, but I think for them, it's a good opportunity to take a look at a guy who's a 3 and D guy, who's got good length, and it doesn't cost you anything to do it. It doesn't cost anything. I mean, it's kind of an under-the-radar move, for sure. It's a depth move. I mean, the Kings need more lengthy guys, and he is a four, and he's a seven-foot wingspan. Never mad about that. Young, he's raw. I mean, he hasn't played much this year. I mean, I think last year he had a good, decent shot for, for a little moment of time there, but uh, last night was the first game he'd played in a while, I think over a month and a half, two months. So uh, it's a move. I think that Stockton, you guys will have a pretty close look at that, and we'll have to keep an eye on it as well. But it does give the Kings some flexibility. I mean, the money, it's not much. I mean, we have to see how much Brooklyn gave back, but uh, I wonder if it's that trade exception. Wait, wait, what did you say his wingspan was? 6'11", right? Oh, Six I th- eleven, seven foot. Oh, oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. I, for some reason, I thought I said seven four wings. Seven four. And no, I'm like, wait, what? Well, it's funny. It really is, Katie. <laughs> he grew. He grew. He's growing on the way to Sacramento. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's going to come here. It's like he's wow. actually seven seven wingspan. It's, this is yeah. the length we need in Sacramento. Let's so put I that out there. The, yes. Yeah, the Nets actually did not measure it properly. Oh. The Kings measured it, and it was seven eleven. Lo- and so it's it's just insane. <laughs> he's just very very long. Yeah, I, I'm interested in what it could lead to for the Kings. I mean, it doesn't really hurt anything. And for the Nets, you're going, what's their motivation? Why do they get rid of this guy when he doesn't make that much money? Because the luxury tax situation, it saves mm. him apparently close to $8 million by making this move. So who knows what the Nets are going to do at this point? So uh, the first one, I mean, if you're, what's a great comparison? Uh, this trade is kind of like uh, throwing a, a pebble into a pond, right? It's not much. It's like throwing a pebble into the ocean. Into the Ooh. ocean. Does, yeah, not a pond. Does it get your juices flowing, though? No, but you know what? A little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Same. I'm starting to get you know kick off to the season. You, you just think it's the front office? They're just warming up. Oh, yeah. They're just throwing the ball yeah. around. Hey, catch that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Edwards, whoo. Yeah. What else we got? What else we got? They're getting you loose. You got to break the seal, you oh, know? Yeah, Sometimes, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Kind of really do, to get things going. You, you got to make a shot before you do the real thing. <laughs> it's the amuse bouche before the trade deadline. Ooh, I like that. It means it's like so a ri- it's the rich people thing that uh, they eat to clear their palate before eating the f- dinner. That sounds Chris. Oh uh, yeah, it's very. Why didn't smooth. you just Is say palate right? cleanser? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because I don't think it's like the ginger that you get at the sushi restaurant. Yeah, it's just something small, just like oh, yeah. Like, oh, this Say it one more time, Chris. What, what you're going to get? Moose bush. Wow. Moose bush. Moose bush. Oh, wow. So, so KE is the moose bush of trades right now. Is that on Basketball Reference? Already? Yes, yeah. actually, Nickname? they have him Moose-Boosh. as moose bush. <laughs> Update it. <laughs> uh, we appreciate everyone joining us on the YouTube chat. If you have questions for this Kings Roundtable, drop in the chat. YouTube.com slash Sports 1140 Also, we are 26 away from 300 thumbs up. Let's get the 300 thumbs up to help this channel grow so more and more people get exposed 
to all this awesome content. All right, um, well, trade deadline's coming up, and I feel like we've all been anticipating it. This first little minor move is here, Kessler-Edwards to Sacramento. Is he going to even be on the team? Who the hell knows at this point? Um, as we get closer, do you do you have a sense? Do you feel like there's going to be more from Sacramento, or what, what do you think? I know we're guessing at this point. I mean, it's so unknown. Like, the front office, this new regime with Monty McNair, they don't let much out. I mean, it's so much different than from what Vladi and that front office was doing. And that, number one, has me feeling a little encouraged. But also, a move like today kind of makes, like we said, the juices get flowing. Makes you kind of think. I mean, is it a pre-anticipatory move? Maybe something else is getting lined up. You see the rumors out there. Again, Jake Fisher from Yahoo Sports today saying Mason Plumley is, I think the Kings are the most mentioned team with Mason Plumley. Uh, I think that I'm getting more on the side of I think something's going to happen. I don't know if it'll be anything like earth-shattering. I don't know if a Plumley move gets that gets the juices flowing even more for you. But I think the Kings could really benefit from a guy who... Offense, his offensive rebounding is one of these top three in the league. I mean, he's someone who can shoot well around the rim. That's something that could help the Kings out. But I think that as more time goes by and little deals like this happen, it makes me think that it's, you know, the tremors before the big earthquake. Chris, what do you right. think? Yeah, no, it definitely feels like where there's smoke, there's fire. And for sure, you know, there's, there's still the possibility, like you said, that I think nothing does get done. But with this move happening, it does kind of feel like I said, you know, you're not going to – is this really the yes. only move that they're going to make? I doubt it. Well, and that's what I that, I keep talking about this with Deuce. I go, you know, with past regimes, you are not even seeing these tweaks. You are not seeing these little right. things be made. And I think there was probably not a lot of knowledge there at, at the position of GM. And I'm trying to put this in a nice way. You know, no, like Vladi when, stays getting strays no, every time. You know what I mean, though. Like I think, I think to to make these tweaks are very important mm. at times, and to show movement is very important. And for so long in Sacramento, we weren't seeing these things being done, and that's why even with Kessler Edwards, we're here in Sacramento having our first you know, good winning season in such a long time that it it gives me like this breath of fresh air, like the juice is flowing. Ah, it feels good that they're looking at even deep down the roster to make some moves. Well, and I think, you know, there are moves that Monty's made in the past. Like, I don't think a lot of people around the NBA or in Sacramento are going, man, that Terrence Davis trade was awesome. Right. Like, but, it but you, you, I mean, you take a look at pick, it, right? it wasn't a bad risk. You take a look at a guy, go, oh, does he have something? I don't even know if it's going to go that deep with someone like Kessler Edwards, but you look at this Kings team, and every time we talk about them getting hammered by a team or something bad happens, you go, man, that other team's got length, they got size. When you look at someone like Kessler Edwards, even if he's not part of the future of what you're doing – He's 6'8", 6'11", wingspan. He is long. He's played some NBA minutes on a good team. He's young. You you take a look at that guy. If a team is like, hey, we're trying to save money. Here, we'll send you him in cash. You can figure out what you want to do with him. Play him in the G League. Whatever you got to do. We can't really use him at this point. Take a look at him. Because you just don't know what it turns into. Those are the type of moves, the fringe moves that I think yes. can be impactful. It's a low-risk move. Is it move the needle for this year? Is Kessler Edwards going to play playoff minutes? No, not at all. But I think that this is fine. If this ends up being the only move, I could see why fans would be like, that's it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, again, it, it kind of makes you wonder about what they're going to do with some of these spots. I mean, Burton, like we talked about, 10-day deal. I think he's getting near the middle of it. Then you have Casey Paula. Where does he fit in this? Because you have another guy who kind of fits a similar mold here. With it. I mean, I'm just wondering what comes of, of these spots and right. these are answers we're probably going to get in the next you know 24 to 48 hours but 
they, that's again, it's the fun part of it. it. Makes you think. It makes you look forward to what's next. Do you think Kessler Edwards has been talked about this much at all in Ever. the last two years? No. Ever. The King's Effect. Yeah, the King's, King's Effect. effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Kessler Edwards coming to the Kings. Yeah, you guys. What I a was, swing! I was watching so many of his. Um, highlights uh, as soon as the information came out because I was like, oh, I don't know much about this guy. You know, I want to see what else he can do. I got excited about his body size, his wingspan, just like the length that he shows out there. And obviously they're highlights. So you're going to see all the best possessions. But even on the defensive end, the way that he was staying in front of guys and then contesting shots with his verticality, it was, you talk about someone like Casey Akpala, and this is also a guy that, you, obviously he's not showing a lot of offense this season with the amount of time that he's playing with the Nets. But last season, you know, he showed a little bit more promise. One of the games, the highlights I was watching right before you guys came in was like a 17-point game. You know, it's just like, oh, okay, that's where those tweaks are made down the roster where Mike Brown can go to, again, I'm just saying in general, can go to a guy that he can trust more and more coming up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, uh, you know, you guys mentioning the Casey Akpala comparison is really, really interesting to me because I wonder if this, you know, if if, if Kessler is going to get any minutes, if those come at the expense of a KZ. Like, does KZ really have a spot on this roster? Is that is it is yeah, kind of crazy to say? I mean, no, yeah. I mean, he's an expiring contract anyway, right? right? So I, who knows what can happen after the trade deadline? Maybe he's thrown into a trade. Right. I mean... KZ has now been playing some games with Stockton. He's getting some G League run. And, you know, I've talked to people around the team just about KZ in the past, and who knows what the thinking is in the last couple of weeks. But they go, he's young. Like, people forget he's like 22, 23 years old. He's super raw, and they just like the tools he does have. And they're like, he's low risk. Like, we like having him. But you're right. I mean, I I don't know in terms of roster spots. I think it's going to be a a fluid situation for the Kings. You know, I mean, you're not going to, for example, hold on to Kessler Edwards in that final roster spot if you have a chance to add an impactful player now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still maintain that I think the Kings, if they don't fill it via trade, they should be active looking at the buyout market. Is there a player out there that can help this team this year to try to make a more significant run in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, you see it last night against Houston, who I mean, the offense woke up and they played well right on, off, on the offensive end. Like, the offensive end was fine. Right. The defense continues to be an issue. You let the Rockets pour up 120 points last night. So, they need help. And going after guys that play defense, I mean, that's great. It's just, like, how many roster spots are we talking here as far as guys that are, you know, they're they're cheap and, and they're, they're raw, but they have upside on the defensive end. They need guys that can do both and yeah. do both at a high level. Speaking of last night, really quick, too, yeah. Deuce doesn't believe that there should be a defensive player of the game chain given out against or after a night that you beat the Houston Rockets, but you allow them to score 120 points on you. Thoughts? 70-plus in the second half, just for the record. Thoughts? <laughs> and 40 in the third. And I, you can give your honest yeah, thoughts. The defensive player of the game chain is kind of more of like a – it's more of a player of the game chain. That's anyway, what I not? said. I love that we say that. It's like, no, it's, it's if it was player of the game, it would be player of the game. It's, Obviously, you know, it says defensive player of the game. Maybe it's, they have two chains. Maybe we should get two. No, two no, chains. No, no pun intended. Okay. No pun intended. Two chains. I don't know. If you, have, if you have, we have the budget for that? Why don't they give a defensive player of the game if they lose a game? You can play amazing yeah. defense. Yeah, yeah. Right. Why? Why? Right. Because it's about the spirit of the chain and the win and... The chain has spirit now. Mm-hmm. The, the, so like does the ball, beam. You know? Yeah. Oh, and 
What? I'm just disgusted. Have you ever played on a team no before? Oh, on. yeah, I forgot. You play on so many teams that were handing out defensive player of the game chains. We got a break. We'll be back in 60 <laughs> seconds on the radio side. We're always live on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Kings Roundtable rolls on. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan. We got Chris Watkins and Frankie Cardicelli in the building. Kings trade deadline. Well, NBA trade deadline's coming up on Thursday. Because <laughs> if the Kings be making some more moves, sounds like they made a deal today. Nothing that's going to blow your mind. I would mm. say most NBA fans are gone. I'm sorry, who? Uh, Kessler Edwards headed to the Sacramento Kings along with some cash. Kings pretty much get a free look. They're going to fold them into a trade exemption that they had from the Bagley trade. One point where that was worth like $1.6 million. I'm guessing the cash covers the rest of the deal. I don't know. The reality is Kessler Edwards for now will take that last roster spot once Deontay Burton's 10-day contract expires. Maybe they take a look at him. Sounds like he might get some run in Stockton. So we'll see what else could be happening at the Mm. trade deadline. We will find out. But one thing we were talking about earlier on was Kevin Durant. Yeah. And it's not going to happen now. Not going to happen. I'm just saying. This is the moosh boosh. Woj was saying, like, Durant and the Nets are still talking about, like, future plans. Doesn't sound like he'll get traded. But the fact that they're even talking about his future is very interesting. Do you think we're going to get fireworks at the deadline? Like, if you were to predict... Do you think we're going to be in a situation where we're talking about like a Durant moving, Siakam, major fireworks at the deadline? I mean, there's always something that you never expect to happen that usually happens. I think I was at a dentist office like four or five years ago, and I think the clock hit 12 or 3 or whatever it was, and it was done. And then I think the Isaiah Thomas trade happened with the Celtics, and all these crazy things just kind of just dropped out of nowhere. Where you, no, no leaks, no rumors. So a KD trade, I don't know. Now the reports are that Zach Levine's off the table. Maybe there's some funny business with him getting moved. I mean, I'm not sure how the bull, how good the Bulls think that they are, but there's Caruso. I mean, there's been a lot of buzz around Caruso, which is I don't know how you guys feel about Alex Caruso. I mean, I don't know. I think the, the asking price at first was a, a first round pick or two first round picks. Mm. There are just some moves out there that you've been. I about love Caruso. I love Caruso. Oh, absolutely. I think. I mean, just perimeter defender. He gets after it. He's athletic. Energy I like guy. what he brings. Yeah. I like. I think he's a player that should be on a winning team. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get worried that Golden State's going to find a way to get him, but you know we're talking if we're talking about first round picks for him. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm out. So that's kind of where like the KD thing I think gets really muddied. Is I mean it's everyone's talked about it. The Gobert trade completely reset the market in terms of what people go for. The Kyrie situation was a little different. They were eager to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that they were able to still get a first-round draft pick, I think you know, they, they were very willing to part with him. But when you're talking about trading Kevin Durant, I just think there's so many questions in terms of what his overall value is. I can't imagine that with two days left to, to make a deal – that it could get done that fast. I mean, I could be wrong. It just typically NBA doesn't move that fast. I would say normally I would agree. I think because he demanded a trade over the offseason and the sure. Nets were fielding calls, I think the their framework might already They already be, yeah. know right. what's out there. Right. I think they've had deep discussions with all the teams interested and they they could probably pick a deal if they wanted. And Dude, I don't know how Durant's feeling about everything. And that well that's it. I mean, think about the times like Think about the times when they had Steve Nash and when they had James Harden. And you just think about these last couple of years, even for the Nets and how many times that they've screwed up. Like maybe they're at that 
time of their lives where they're like, we need to start from scratch and not even from scratch because they still have some solid pieces on this roster, not only to work with, but then to build with. And on top of that, they're in a market that is really really attractive to so many free agents. You know, they're they're they have so much going for them. So if they were to make the right move for KD now, then they can start already working on yeah. the new Brooklyn Nets. I also don't think they want to move Durant. Mm-hmm, okay. I think they'll move Durant if Durant wants to be moved. I, th- I think that's where they're at. And he's just keeping them relevant right now. I mean, if, if, if he comes back. I mean, right. he's, he's supposed to come back any time now, and, and I, I believe he's healthy. But if as long as he's not playing. How crazy that we're saying that, too, and Ben Simmons is on this team. Ben Simmons is... Uh, he's not... Enough he's not, I mean, what is Ben Simmons? Yeah. He makes a ton of money, and he shouldn't... You can make the case he should not be starting for that team. I don't think he does every game, does he? I mean, I'm... I it's he, been... He's been in and out, but and he's I think isn't he out still right now? Well, and then, one, then the move they just made to bring in Dorian Finney-Smith and, and Dinwiddie. I mean, someone's gonna have to come off the bench, and yeah. I, I it has to be Simmons. At this I, point. The drop off in Ben Simmons has been insane. Yeah, it is crazy. Like we're talking about a guy who made multiple All Star teams, all defensive player. I mean, all defensive teams as well. Yeah, and now he's like a guy you're going. Should he even play on in a game? Were you guys? supporters of Ben Simmons potentially coming over here last year, last I, trade deadline? There was times I would, not the deadline, I don't think I was really thinking about it. I was thinking about more of that offseason, like, hey, is that worth it? Mm-hmm. But the, I, I guess my question was, did the Kings have the infrastructure in place to, to do it? We had, but not only that, the other questions were also, this guy isn't even playing for the Sixers, you know, at one point. Right. It's, he's not even playing for this squad. What makes you think he's going right. to be happy in Sacramento? That was just like hovering over. But then, so again, the national narrative would go, but it's Ben Simmons. He has so much value. He has so much to add. And it's crazy when people put that narrative out there. Like, I think people do that sometimes with DeMarcus Cousins as well, who still isn't on an NBA roster, by the way. Um, and I think some people, too, want to do that with Russell Westbrook, who I believe, out of all these players we just talked about, has the most value to add to a team. But at the same time, you just you can't you got to trust your gut with what you believe. And if you know your market and what your market is, has or doesn't have for a player like Ben Simmons, then you shouldn't want that player over. And I just don't think Ben Simmons is going to work as the role that he's in on a lot of teams. Bringing it back to the Kings for a second, especially with the trade deadline coming up, uh, Morgan says, like, this year, her just to be clear, your untouchables, you would not – I wouldn't say untouchables. You just said you would not trade Fox, Uh Sabonis – Or Keegan. Well, we threw Keegan in there after last night's game. Mm -hmm. Let's be clear about that. And as soon as KD became last night's game, clinched it for you. No, but that's ridiculous. You know what I mean. I. But my point is, when KD became, when we saw Woj's tweet today, and it was like, oh, well, KD's thinking Mm -hmm. about the future. I was like, okay, well, anyone's tradable except Sabonis and Fox. But. Obviously, Katie's not going to come to Sacramento. Keegan's up there for me as well. I just think his youth and what he adds and his length and his skill set. Before we get to the untouchable thing, I just one quick update. Uh, James Ham saying that the Kings, he's confirming that the Kings have acquired Kessler Edwards from the Nets. The deal is done. To make room on the roster for Edwards, the Kings are waving Deontay Burton, and Burton will go back uh, to the Stockton Kings. And okay. Kessler Edwards, at least for now, fills that last roster spot once he comes over. 
back to the whole untouchable. Is, do you have any untouchables? Being realistic about it. I mean, yeah, the, the the big two for sure. Like we can put a stamp of do not touch on De'Aaron Fox, Demonis Sabonis, Keegan Murray. I would really not. I prefer not to to move him. It would take a Pascal Siakam <laughs> type deal, maybe. Siakam like, uh, would be a, one that would make you think. Yeah, make you think. But really? you, you need a little bit of control. I think. I mean, I'm, I think he has another year on his deal. I I need at least two years of control of of, of a player that's coming in. But Keegan is twenty two. He fits the timeline. He has been one of the best three point shooters in the league. So you wouldn't move him in just a, a win-now, one-year type deal. It would have to be a deal that can be aligned with De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis, who I'm assuming is going to be locking in a, a massive extension next summer. I just think you need someone that's going to be on that timeline. Keegan is that, and I don't really have any intention of moving him. I would put a stamp of, like, probably don't touch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the Siakam one, I am a big Siakam fan. He makes a lot of money this year and next year, so it's not like a long-term thing. But matching up the contracts, I mean, if you are giving up someone like Keegan for Siakam, who else are you throwing in there? It's like HB. Then it's like, well, how else do you fill that salary? You know, do they take back a Rashawn? You're, 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 you, if you give up HB and Keegan, that's tough. That's tough. I mean, it's, and I get it. You get Siakam, then you have to ask yourself the question Fox, Herder, Siakam, Sabonis. Is that and player X and player? Is that a core that you believe right. can contend in the Western Conference? Right. I don't know. Yeah, I think with the Keegan untouchable thing, I think it definitely depends on what the conversation is, which I guess would make him touchable. Uh, I think, you know, I, I completely agree with Frank. I, I, I just think, you know, if you shouldn't have the intention of move, moving Keegan, mm-hmm. but also Keegan should not prevent you from acquiring that guy that could potentially take you over that next level. I think it's just a matter of talent evaluation. However, Monty feels if, if Monty feels like that guy is out there, I don't currently, you know, with, with the names out there, OG and Anubi, like I'm, I'm not yeah, in I would any not rush that. to move Keegan for OG and, you know, OG's asking price is kind of insane anyway, but um, there's not really a name out there that I would feel comfortable moving Keegan for right now. We got so much more to get to. Final half hour, Kings Roundtable. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, Frankie Cardicelli, and Chris Watkins right here on Sacktown Sports. It's Deuce and Mo on your local sports leader, Sacktown Sports. The King's Roundtable is live. Juice Mason, Morgan Reagan, Chris Watkins, and I are – do you call you a King's Cowboy? That's all Chris for a lot. I'm What's sorry. that mean? He's crazy. It's a long story. Let's just say it involves Kid Rock, who I do not enjoy. Oh, who, I don't, who I don't like. Who I don't like. <laughs> okay. Who I don't like. And, okay. Uh, okay. We're cool. We'll leave it at that. We're cool. Don't Whoa, lie. Good Frankie's job. a Kid Rock guy? No. No. All no. the Cardicellis are. No. Oh, all the Cardicellis. No. <laughs> My family is going to – Freak out. No. What's crazy? No. What's crazy? If you said that in 2000, you're like, yeah, dude, I want to be a cowboy. Cowboy, I'm seeing Joe Dirt. I'm an American badass. (laughs) Now it's like, whoa. No, I don't don't mess with that. I'm not touching that. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, There's so much news going on today. For those who are just checking us out, we know people come (laughs) in and out because it's lunchtime, whatever breaks. The Kings did make a trade today, acquiring Kessler Edwards from the Brooklyn Nets. They also get cash back in the deal. Uh, they waived Deontay Burton, who was on a 10-day contract, so Edler, Edwards will take that final roster spot. Is he going to play on the Kings? Is he going to be more in Stockton? 
I guess we'll find out. Two days until the trade deadline. Mm. If you don't know who Kessler Edwards is, he spent the last two seasons with the Brooklyn Nets. Not playing a ton this year. Good size, 6'8", 6'11", wingspan, 3 and D prospect. Played his college ball at Pepperdine. He's got a Pepperdine buddy on the team. Doug Christie played at Pepperdine, so I know Doug's familiar with Kessler's game. Um, Who knows if he's going to be on the roster come Thursday. There's so much noise about this right now. You got some Kevin Durant news we'll get to in a second. An impact, uh, news that could impact the Kings. Luka is joining the Dallas Mavericks in L.A., but he will be (laughs) remained, he will remain sideline for that game against the Clippers. So could Luka come back Friday night? That Golden One Center, Kyrie Irving and Luka against the Kings Friday and Saturday. Okay. If he does, if he does, do you think they're going to feel that instant spark on that Friday night game? As far as the feeling in the crowd? Or, no, no, or the no, Mavericks? no, no, no. With each other. The Mavs. Those two. Their first game ever together could uh-huh. be. I. You know how sometimes that know. happens. I'm not. I'm. Maybe like the first quarter or the first half maybe you think that's Didn't gonna happen with De'Aaron and Sabonis in that first game and then they ended up hugging each other well, we gotta yeah, assume that's different, different because they're this is different. Fox they're and Sabonis no I, I maybe I mean I think that there's a lot of questions about the Mavericks well how they're gonna work and will they work the one ball thing the one ball but I do think that there's a way it could work I'm just wondering how much time it'll take for them or if it's, <sighs> or if it's gonna be like the chemistry is gonna be off the bat just yeah completely in sync. You won't be able to blitz Luca like you used to with Kyrie on the floor. You can make things happen. It's going to be challenging for sure, but, I mean, it may take him some time to build that chemistry. It, well, and think about this, though. Like, let's say even the Kings were going, let's say he's back and they blitz Luka. Um, the help defense, even against the Pacers, against the Pelicans, and then against the Houston Rockets, it was a little bit better, and as it should be for the Sacramento Kings. But it still was a step slow. You have Kyrie out there knocking down some outside shot after you blitz and the defense rotating over late. Well, Morgan, just to what? be clear, they will be with us Friday to preview this game, too. Kings Mavericks are Ooh. Friday. Oh, True. yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's not jump the gun. Like, can we can we get to the trade deadline first? You're getting excited about a game. The Kings play the Rockets Wednesday. We got another game. No, you're right. Stay you're, in the moment. You're right. You're right. I am. I'm so sorry. I, I, you're talking game plans. I'm talking about what about this news from Woj? Okay. Oh. Oh. Yes. The updated. Oh. Please tell me the verbiage. I love this verbiage. In the aftermath of the Kyrie Irving trade. Net star Kevin Durant has been engaged in conversations with owner Joe Sy and general manager Sean Marks on the direction of the franchise and its ability to be a championship contender. So far, the Nets have insisted to Durant and inquiring teams that the organization has no intention of moving him prior to Thursday's trade deadline. What do we make of that line from Woj? No intention of trading Durant's. I, I wouldn't have any intention on trading Kevin Durant either. I, I, it doesn't really make sense to want to trade Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, I think if Brooklyn were – I mean, even if you're looking to eventually trade him, I don't think a rushed move at the deadline is the way to do it. I think you should wait for the offseason and just, you know, let people get their ducks in line and really figure out how much they can give up for a talent like KD and just kind of move them there. I mean, I, I think, again, like you just kind of don't have enough days to get yeah. the optimum value. I just wonder if they're going to feel some pressure. If Durant's in conversations going, 
can we win a championship with mm-hmm. these guys? Can I win a championship with Dinwiddie? Like, trade Did he me somewhere sit else. The second half of the season? Oh God! I don't. I don't mean, do that. He's, he's almost, he's that, almost 30, let people do it before. That, yeah, I hope not. He's I almost thirty-five not. years old. I mean, he's he, multiple lower body injuries. Yeah, it would definitely raise his trade See, value if people feel like he's rested and healthy. You got no, but here's my other look at this though because we say yeah you can wait until after the season you know but let's say he's more on the edge of hey i'm i'm aging trade me i want to get things going so i can get things going couldn't people desperate teams technically give up more right now because they're like kd's that missing piece to get us over west possibly i mean the west is open right now i mean could denver put a deal together could new orleans or memphis right could but on the same token, yeah. do you yeah. really? I mean, bringing Kevin Durant in is a massive change to your team. Sure, and, and you're can you make up. that big? Exactly, can you survive the change? Things. I mean, just like yep. hypothetically, imagine if Kevin Durant comes to this Kings team. I don't think Kevin Durant is going to be passing the ball to Sabonis or running around. I don't know, man. He, hey, how dare you? I'm, he, he played in the Warriors' offense, he man. Did. Mike yeah. Brown, he it's, knows. Here's the thing: for whatever team that would trade for Kevin Durant. Who is left? Because you have to figure it'd be the best, like the greatest return in trade history. If you're getting Kevin Durant, who I think has another year or two years of control. I mean, how about Anthony Davis for Kevin Durant? Okay, yeah, you, <laughs> you just let's, let's just you talk. This. before we break. Remember let's... when Frank told you not to give me control of yes. teams? GM this Chris. is what he was talking. No, about. I do not. This is exactly no what he was talking about. <laughs> hey, Robert, what's up, man? You had something on Durant. Hey there, dude. Wow, man. I, I, you know, I don't usually listen to the station, but. I happened to tune in today and heard your voice. I, I I honestly haven't listened to the station, I think, since Donnie G left. So wow. it was kind of a surprise, a nice surprise that I got to uh, hear you today. Yeah, so, my beautiful uh, pipes. Yeah. I'm glad you just randomly yeah. checked in. How random. Yeah. That's random. Yeah, I, am. I, I don't really listen, but that's great. I'm glad you're back. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe you'll be the next Grant. I mean. Oh, oh no, 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 that would be bad oh, because yeah, I would be like, uh, yeah, never mind. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, speaking, speaking of Grant, I'm wondering, did what? he ever get the knife out of his back that uh, your your friend, Mr. Uh, oh, wife, a, a pr- wife runs everything? Yeah, a, a, a prank call is so good. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Wait, no, keep it going. This is great, like, yeah. 90s radio. Yeah, Robert, that's so cool, man. I'm, I'm yeah, so excited. No, that dude. No, wait, you know what, no, no, hold do on. Do another joke. No, no, it was so good. Like your setup was so smooth and perfect. I know, I know. No, no, take, I'm glad you appreciated it. No, I mean it was literally awful. Okay. Come on, Deuce, man. No, no, it's okay. Go back to Alex Jones. Okay, I'm sure he's streaming live right now. All right, go celebrate January 6th somewhere. All right, all right. Coming up next, we'll talk more trade deadline. Deuce and Mo. That was crazy. King's Roundtable rolls on on Sacktown Sports. Yeah, we are back on Sacktown Sports Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Think about this for the first time in this station's history. Live and local from 6 in the morning with Dave and Jason. Then 11 to 2 with us. Then 2 to 6 p.m. with Kettles and Rami. Don't forget, even on Saturdays, we got some content. We got Kings Weekly with Chris Watkins, who joins us live in the studio. Little Kings Roundtable today. Chris Watkins, Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, and Frankie Cardicelli, who apparently his dad, Coach Cardicelli, a famous <laughs> high school coach in from Yuba City. Yeah. 
touching lives, man. Is uh, it true that they had to change the name of the movie from Coach Carter yes. to Coach Carter? Exactly. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. They did. Wow. Loosely, loosely based on that, yes. Loosely, and we were playing apparently in, in a barn out in Yuba City. That's uh, I was not saying that. Oh, car- carpet floors. I, again, the chat was asking the questions. Only, I was just the only time I played basketball in Yuba City. It was a carpet floor, but it was a Faith Christian. I no, think no, that no, that's the only school in Yuba City. What kind of offense right was your dad uh, running? I don't, honestly, he, went, he was he was he was not the head coach. He was an assistant coach. So. Oh, yeah. an assistant! So what's, what's wrong with an assistant? I'm not gonna. Coach. I, thought, I, I I don't know why I pictured Coach Cardicelli as this like they've got like a <laughs> the gym the floor at the gym is like has his name on it. I got so oh excited, and now he's an, he's an what assistant. What do you think he is? Like he's oh like my. the Coach K of I, I, honestly, Cardicelli Coliseum. I, I you think he's some like old man like like just watching basketball there yeah. for the last four years? Yeah. The school was built in 05. Yeah, no, we were picturing his statue outside of yeah. the school. I was expecting so. like some huge basketball family with your basketball knowledge. I'm five foot eight. You think I, I'm, I'm a big basketball family? Um, Chris has seen my Chris has seen my max preps. Yeah, good or bad. I'll tell you what, the points for a game. It's there. It's it, it ends at a, it's it's it a one. It starts with a one. So that's okay. Uh, Kings roundtable. <laughs> we we've been talking a lot about the NBA trade deadline that's happening Thursday. We're gonna have full coverage that day. The Kings did make a minor trade today. They were just checking us out. The Kings added Kessler Edwards from the Brooklyn Nets. Did not give up anything in the deal. They had trade exception. I keep saying ex- exemption. I always mess that up. It's okay. Uh, they had a TPE uh, to use <laughs> that they were able to fold into it. So uh, they waived Deontay Burton, who was on a 10-day contract. Edwards will be in that final roster spot. Woj reports that he may get some time in stock. And who knows if he's going to be on the roster on Thursday, 6'8", 6'11", wingspan forward, known as a 3-and-D prospect, plays college ball at Pepperdine. So, a lot can happen between now and Thursday. There's some talk that the Suns, with their new owner taking over, is pushing to be aggressive, pushing on maybe trying to get Kevin Durant from Brooklyn. Who the heck knows what's going to happen? Let's check in with David. What's up, David? Hey, guys. Uh, I just want to start by saying thank you for those Kings Raptors tickets the other day. You're welcome. I don't my remember. Kids had, my, my kids had fun for their first game. I, <sighs> and they saw a yeah, loss. A ago, but no they, they, saw the, they saw a loss, man. They didn't get to see the like beam the that night. Yeah. yeah, man. No, it was about the experience, you cool. know. I'm glad you guys okay. had a good time, man. Sweet. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I just wanted to mention, I was like, I get kind of get tired of the conversation of these aging players that can't stay healthy and work <sighs> way too much money. Uh, we need to focus more on anybody between 20 and 30 that doesn't cost an arm and a leg and that can actually still contribute within an offense and not focus just on them. Oh, so you're an ageist. If you're over 30, you can't play in the NBA. Um, do you have anyone in mind if you're the Kings at the deadline? Is there a player you have in mind, or what are you thinking? No, I wish there was. It'd be somebody like Siakam, but I feel like a lot of guys get passed over with a lot of talent. That Kind of like when a rookie comes in, you don't exactly know how they're going to play inside the NBA, but a lot of guys don't actually get a fair shake. So there's somebody out there that the coaches need to be able to look at and um, – and work with. And just to be clear, Siakam is okay. He barely meets your threshold because he's 29. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but okay. he's in. He's in. Like these other guys. <laughs> no, I, well, you know, he did have a torn labrum and missed time. He had shoulder su- surgery at one point. I'm honestly just messing with yeah, you. Yeah, but just trying to the poke majority holes of the game, like AD, KD, AD, LeBron, even he's, even if he's healthy, uh, his, his, his time has passed. You know what I mean? Whoa, whoa, whoa. He could be Pat. He could be making history tonight. I appreciate you checking in, David. 
Uh, I have a question for you guys. I know it's a Kings roundtable. We talk a lot of Kings. LeBron, if he scores 36 points tonight, would have the NBA scoring record. Mm-hmm. Would you rather him break the record tonight against OKC or do it the next game against Milwaukee? I think Chris brought up an interesting point earlier with the uh, like the if with him having to score 36 points, they're going to stop the game. That whole thing, like, <sighs> I think it would just be a lot cleaner if it. Ha- I mean, you know, it not that cleaner. this is what LeBron is but concerned about. What do you think about. would be better? I don't know. For actually, us. would would LeBron actually think about that? I think is something that uh, you might be surprised by the what, answer. But what? It, sorry, I didn't mean no. To that's what if what it. if he scores the 36 point in like a tie game with a that's minute crazy. left? Yep. I mean, then what? I mean, do they? They can't stop the game. No, I mean, OKC's, I just have to OKC's in the race. I, and I, then my thought is, if he scores his thirty-six <laughs> points when there's like less than a minute and it's a close game, they can't stop the game. That's what I'm saying. Everyone's saying this point over and over again. I like how everyone's Chris. That's why Chris just mentioned it because you mentioned he mentioned yep. it. It's no, all mentioned going in a circle. Now more, and you're gonna wait. Mention so that? wait, you guys, they like can't stop the game. They're going to if there's a minute left. So, <laughs> I don't think they would stop the game if there was a minute left. Yeah. I don't. I no, think I, don't I think, think so. they would be like, let's just do can. this after the game. Yeah. We'll, I know that's it's clunky for sure. What if it then goes to overtime? I think the league. I think the league is. Um, I think the league is probably hoping it happens Thursday for a variety right. of reasons. Yes. Right? It's the Bucks. It's on national TV. Giannis, Kareem played Kareem's for both team, right? organizations. There's all those tie-ins. The star power is there. Maybe Kareem's in the building. I don't know. Wow. But would Kareem be no. in the building? Absolutely not. Yeah. Kareem will no, be Kareem in the building. Is the saltiest man on the planet. No, he. I think no he said he's going to be in the building. It, yeah, I, I. He. He may be. He has intentions to be in the building. <laughs> his intentions. His intentions. Great verbiage, but yeah. also the drama built into that makes me feel awkward just thinking yeah. about. Do you guys want to end the show with? Nick? Sure. Hey, Let's Coach Nick. It. What's up, man? Hi, hi, Dustin. How you doing? Good. Say hi. Say hi, Chris and Frankie. Hi, Chris and Frankie. What's what up, up man? How's it going? Well, well, I do want to say, you know, the the Kings, we're going to beat the Houston Rockets tomorrow one more time, Ooh. and we're going to come back home and play against Dallas, and Deuce is going to be on ABC Sports. Why, uh, why not wear three times? That's on Saturday, but thanks for promoting it, Nick. <laughs> Are you going to be at why the not? game? Yes, I will be. All right. How, how do you feel about Luca? I... Well, I feel like, you know, they're playing tomorrow. They're playing against Clippers tomorrow. And, you know, I, we're going to have to try our best to win on Friday and Saturday. What are these, one, one, one of these games? Nick, Nick, let me you ask know? you this. Let me ask you this. Why not beat them? Why not beat them? All right. Good All point. Right. All right, Nick. Hey, dude. Yeah. Why not, why not wear a suit and tie, dude? Why not? Why not? Why not? I will wear a suit and tie on Saturday. You're right. Why not look not, why not wear it? Okay. Not <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry, see you, Nick. Thank you. You're the final call of the show. Yes. Nick was naked on your guys' chat. Yes, he looked correct. he was topless. Yes, yeah. he was. Uh yeah. Why not suit and tie? Why, yeah. why not We're literally close. anything? Yes. <laughs> I will be on uh with Morgan on Saturday. NBC on Sports NBC. California. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty half and post. Oh, no, they need the Mazer in town. Kyrie in town. And a Fainer. That's so. what it is. We'll try to have fun. My first home experience. Uh, appreciate you guys being in again today. Anytime. It's always fun hanging yes. out with you guys.
if we could do it again Friday, that'd be awesome. I know Morgan's like, if it was Morgan's way, she'd be like, every day, King's Roundtable. I every would. day. I would. I love talking to you guys. And, um, yep, we'll make it happen. Yeah, no, thank, <laughs> thank, good. thank you guys for having us. And, I mean, that means this is the last time we'll have a chance to hear some hot takes from Chris about the deadline. No, no more yeah. trade deadline. we got to wait for yeah. after the deadline. You oh. might have some hot takes after. You never after. know. Hey, things happen, you know. Buy a market. Yeah, do not go anywhere, though. We will continue on here on Sacktown Sports. Cattles and Rami are coming up next. We'll be back tomorrow, 11 a.m. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get podcasts. Make sure you go to YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Subscribe there. Hit the thumbs up button. We love you guys so, so, so much. But we got to go. See ya! <laughs>